as you know, Malik, there's a spark in COVID cases. So you know what that means, right? Uh, quarantine and proper... Di- we gotta steal the Declaration of Independence. Well, Malik, here we are at the Franklin Institute, ready to steal the Declaration of Independence. Is that is the Declaration even here? Um, I thought you knew. <sighs> <laughs> Everybody and welcome What's back up, to another dick waffles. You just love cutting me off, don't you? <laughs> it's like the past couple episodes you just cut me off. Well, hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Hot's a podcast. Uh, we are actually uh, it's not just me and Malik again this week. Uh, we actually have a third guest with us, someone you may know, ladies and gentlemen, Tim Cray. I mean Adam Soma. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> Y'all just I can be alike. Tim. I can be Tim if you want me to be. Watch, I'll do it now. Like, Hi, I'm t- 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 Tim. <laughs> oh, no. It's been called out on the podcast. <laughs> um. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. <laughs> okay, we'll see, we'll see how this one is going to play over with the crowd. But I'm not... Yes, hello, ladies and gentlemen, those in between and beyond. Welcome to our three-way menage trois are uh, another uh threesome episode uh with uh with a with a recurring uh guest uh adam how how you doing today adam i'm doing pretty good it feels good to be the first three-peat i think <laughs> are you in a, oh yeah you are the first three-peat wait what do you mean by th- oh yeah 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 you are this is your third time on hell yeah yeah i i heard three-peat and i was like the th- wait we've done three we don't we've had you back on before so you would be the first you're the first one to come back a second time and you're the first one to come back a third time no yes about it. so i so i i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no there was nothing really to add on to that it was just tyler kind of clumsily hey, restating just, you, yeah, what i had I just know. mentioned so so i have an announcement guys Hods oh. a podcast officially has gatekeepers. <laughs> what? Do we really? <laughs> so yeah, so uh, a buddy of mine in my Discord server who listens to the podcast regularly. What's up, man? Uh, he uh, <laughs> he uh, he messaged me like, yeah, I, like I freaking love your podcast. I listen to it all the time. Uh, I think I listen to every single episode. And I'm like, uh, you're not the only one because I have another friend who also listens to every episode when they come out. And he goes, well. I, I how do I top them? I gotta be better than that. <laughs> 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 They're a fake fan. I'm a real fan. Like ah, we're getting we have our first gatekeeper. My Let's first go. doing it, man. My first thought when you said that we have a gatekeeper, I'm just immediately thinking like, damn, we have lore. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, I'm the villain. I was like, I was cast into the fiery depths of Baradur. <laughs> Doom centuries ago, and then you decided, crap, I need a host. So you went down to the volcano and fished me out, and like, you will be my villain. <laughs> that is exactly how it happened. Everybody, yeah. jot that down. Wikipedia, when we get an eventual article, that's what I want in our fucking lore. So, <laughs> in the my, origins. so when it comes to Wikipedia, whenever I get a Wikipedia, Brian Posehn's my role model to that shit. Because Brian Posehn, Brian Posehn um, said, oh, I had a wiki and I edited it to say, his dick smells like strawberries. <laughs> and he said, yeah, I dare you to fact check that one. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I actually I actually once edited a it was up there for like a good two minutes and then it got taken off. But I once edited a Wikipedia page that it uh it was Guns N' Roses Wikipedia page and it said that uh that they went to a kid named Tyler's thirteen year old their thirteenth birthday party <laughs> and performed a live show. <laughs> I think I remember you telling me you did that. And I remember it because I called my mom immediately after it. I was like, Mom, look up on Wikipedia, Guns N' Roses, and scroll down to this article. And then she like she scrolled down to it, and she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that's the problem with, like, Wikipedia being, like, free to edit for anybody. Because you can literally just put, like, whatever the fuck you want on there. <laughs> um, I know it's big thing in, like, uh, like the wrestling community that, uh, like, Colin Delaney was a good example. Like, he got into a match with like big daddy v back in like 2008 so somebody put on there like his birth date and then like it was it lasted until 2008 murdered in the ring (laughs) 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 who was it oh my god there was one article where like this dude was like the mayor of this town or like he was edited it was it like he like edited himself to be like the mayor of this town but it like stayed for like several years and like i think i forgot how it went down but like other official sources saw that and he got put in like other places as the official <laughs> mayor because of Wikipedia. I think that's I, I'm probably remembering that wrong, but like I know it was something like he put himself as the mayor of this town on Wikipedia and it just exploded way out of control. <laughs> See, I hadn't heard about that one. I did hear about the guy who uh, he like listed himself as like the cousin of like a member of a band. And snuck himself into the after party. <laughs> like, he somehow wound up with, like, backstage passes. And he was, like, partying with the band. He was, like, on the tour bus because they thought he was family. That's incredible. Who would I, who would I like, edit? Like, whose Wikipedia would I edit? Um, God, God, just go to Kanye's Wikipedia. It's like, his best friend, Malik. No lie. If me and Malik much. had a Wikipedia for this podcast, like, we, me and him would be on each other's pages editing it like crazy. Oh, without a doubt. Like, I, <laughs> I, 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 I am editing the shit out of your page. <laughs> Same for you. <laughs> Dude, honestly, I was just about to say, like, if there's a, a hot, it's a podcast Wikipedia, I'm literally editing it probably once a week. <laughs> See, I'm trying to get a hot, it's a podcast wiki feet, but, like, it, it, like it's, just not, it's just not catching on. No. People aren't really well, as yeah, into you gotta our get, feet like, just yet. You gotta, you know, you gotta submit the pictures. And, like, I know Malik likes to take those, like, gorilla stuff while Tyler is sleeping, but <laughs> those only get you so far. You gotta, like, frame it. I don't know why I thought of, I don't know why I thought of this, but the wiki feet thing just made me think, we have a lot more viewers in Russia now. It's growing. <laughs> <laughs> What's the correlation, Tyler? You'll, Explain you'll this look, one to me. Hello, comrade. You want to see pictures of feet in gulag? <laughs> I do enjoy listening to Hyde's podcast while looking at the picture of Tootsies. <laughs> hello, hello, Putin. <laughs> How amazing. If Putin is our one viewer, holy hell. <laughs> Honestly, I hope it is now. We've, we've, it, already, we've already talked about him so much. Oh, my God. Putin, Putin, like, Putin should be sponsoring ge- this podcast. He should be. Putin, Putin genuinely scares me, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, so many people have just, like, okay, so many people have allegedly vanished and not shown up who have, you know, had issues or spoken up against Putin. And, let's, like, you know, Putin got an adult man to shit on another adult man's car. <laughs> like, I fear the man with that much power. Look, man, I don't. I don't try and uh, make an enemy of anybody who has been uh, photographed that many times that shirtless riding a horse. 
<laughs> like that's a powerful aura. Yep. It really oh is. my god. There's you know Putin's Putin's daughter um is like a professional dancer and she's like like hardcore like ballet and stuff like you know getting tossed like like high up in the air and um her partner is a guy and he has to like throw her like all the way in the air and someone said that's one of the most dangerous jobs ever throwing Putin's daughter that high in the air. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Be the ballet dancer that dropped Putin's daughter. See how far that gets you. <laughs> just, just, a, just a sniper laser on his chest. At she's in the air, like you better hold the grit form. <laughs> Do not Stand break. Straight. Do not break. Reminds me of my ah. Oh, the, the Russian accents remind me of me and Tyler's favorite new Marvel bad guys. The the uh, the tracksuit mafia. <laughs> tracksuit mafia is so good. I Bro, I got tickets to Maroon Five. <laughs> Bro, I found I, Kit Bishop. <laughs> I, I've still watched zero episodes of Hawkeye. Like, I'm it's, so behind. Dude, it's so, you need to watch it just for Rogers the Musical. Yeah, it's so <laughs> enjoyable. Like, it's so, like, Hawkeye is so cool because, like, you know, it's not like, oh, world ending and, like, this is, there's, there's this threat. This is just like, dude, Hawkeye just wants to make it home for Christmas. <laughs> and life is And just that's kind of what I dig. Like, I like the idea of them, like, this kind of starting off is like, dude, the stakes have never been lower. Like, <laughs> yeah, and, like it's, it's just like, dude, Hawkeye just wants to, like, spend Christmas with his family. Just like, it's, that's it. Yeah, it's so refreshing, too. Like, there's really just a sequence of them just, like, chilling in an apartment on Christmas Eve and just, like, you know, eating pizza with a dog. <laughs> yeah, it's a really Which, nice show. That that dog. Like, I've seen clips of that dog. I'm like, you know what? Quality dog right there. Yeah, <laughs> amazing how Lucky has now appeared. Oh, Lucky oh, slash pizza dog slash his OG name, Arrow, which Hawkeye immediately changed, has now been in three mediums. I think he's an anime. I'm not too sure, but like he was, he he debuted in comics. His next debut, I think, was the Avengers game, and then he appeared in. Now he appears in this. I'm like, wow, he's just he's across all media now. <laughs> yeah, Lucky's dude. Lucky's blowing up, man. So who's better, Tyler, Lucky or Eagly? Eagly. <laughs> Eagly's too good. <laughs> have you watched um, Peacemaker today yet with your dad? I have not. I got out of a. I got off work, and then I basically just like farted around until SmackDown started, and then I got told that I was recording a podcast. <laughs> that reminded that reminded me. Um, you said your dad recorded Peacemaker. Why? Yeah, he told me it was like airing on HBO. Weird. It's on HBO. I thought it was a Max original. I think I don't know. He told he literally he was looking through it, and uh, as he was going on HBO, he uh, he said it was like starting on there, so he set it to record. I didn't That's question awesome. it further. That's so weird. Just 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 go on HBO Max and watch it. Well, maybe they wanted to air it on HBO, Malik. Maybe some people don't have <laughs> HBO Max. All right, all right. Yeah, you're still paying for HBO. How much does an HBO subscription cost on your cable? I don't fucking know. I don't yeah, those, those, those are premium <laughs> channels, man. You get a bundle. Yeah. Okay. 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 I'll stop. <laughs> I'll stop. I'll stop. So, um, I was talking to uh, someone who might actually be guesting on this show soon someday. Um, and he he gave me one of my favorite like hypotheticals. Um, or like I'll just like questions. Like, what like first thing of like what like what thing would you want to be there for like the discovery of it like what like first ever event would you want to be there now i had two answers one of was like serious i just want to be there when bruno san martino drops the title because holy hell um the second thing i want to be there for um the first man <laughs> to ever drink milk from a cow's udder 
because you know <laughs> that guy got some <laughs> I also want to know, what was your motivation? Why were you going to that udder? Was it out of thirst or was something else? Something a little bit more risque? <laughs> I'm so curious. Uh, what I would want to be there for, for the first first ever, would probably be the day that the original Xbox dropped. Because that, looking at that in the documentary, it seemed like a really big event like you guys remember hangar in the mojave desert (laughs) no that's for the 360 oh 360 for the original xbox they held it in new york and the all Times square was plastered with xbox logos and stuff like that and uh do you guys remember wwf used to have that bar in Times square yeah yes they worked with uh with microsoft and um everybody got to hang out there and play xbox like before it launched and stuff like that it was just like it just seemed like a really cool event and then, like, Bill Gates was actually, like, going around playing games with people. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what about you? What, what, what first thing would you want to be there for? I'm trying to think. There's, there's been a lot of first. If, if I'm just going to probably I'll stick one, it yeah. to my, my cold little Mark Hart. I would want to be there for the moment that, like, uh, Iron Sheik won the title for the first time. Because that had to have been a fucking shit show of a crowd to be a part of. Because, <laughs> like, there was a riot when he won. That, and now he's like, just the greatest Twitter account. You can also say that you also might be there for, like, any ECW show. Just any of them. <laughs> just any of them. Like, Put just me like, in there for the, 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 the night where, uh, I think it was Terry Funk made the mistake of asking one member of the crowd to give him a chair. <laughs> <laughs> and the crowd, okay. And Nick Foley's just, like, getting buried. <laughs> In a mountain of chairs. He's like, oh, I didn't yeah. ask for I didn't sign on for this. The, my joke any- one would probably be to be there for the uh, Australian emu war. <laughs> <laughs> Bring us full circle. I gotta it see, all comes back. I gotta see how this worked. <laughs> I need to see the emu's formation. <laughs> Remember, they were using evasive tactics. Not only that, they were, elect- they were electing leaders. Well, the emus were, well, the, or I think it's emu. I think we've been saying around this all time. While the emus were, um, uh, like digging up the crops, they had one emu who would watch out for the soldiers. <laughs> and when they, they came, when they saw them, they would like alert the other emus. It was a whole thing. Birds are smart sometimes. <laughs> it's weird when you can think that this giant bird is smarter than an entire trained military force. <laughs> Apparently, they were able to also like just like tank mil- like machine gun bullets because they were just so thick. Like it would take like several really? rounds to bring them down. Interesting. I'm not too sure about that, but like, oh, my, I would. Be, <laughs> if I'm fighting a bird and it takes like several machine gun rounds, I give up. I give up. <laughs> I give up. It's okay. like, you, know, you know what? Honestly, I th- I don't think this is worth my pride. I'm done he, here. <laughs> he wants it more than me. That's he wants. I gotta say, you know what? Honestly, I'm I'm bringing out all the artillery, and this bird's not going down. Like he's fucking. He's just built different. <laughs> <laughs> now, Malik. I got I got something that I just thought about that I need to bring to your attention. I okay. brought this up on uh, Tuesdays with Tyler on at Third Rate Nerds, uh, and I blew Adam's mind with it. And I want to see if I could do it with you. Think back on your entire life, right? And then <laughs> great start. So yeah, just think back <laughs> on your entire life growing up, and tell me that the first that you did not hear before 2014, you never heard anything about avocados. I, I knew about avocados for 2014. What's that? I knew about avocados before 2014. Did you? 
Yes. So, like, when you were, like, let's, let's just say back in, like, 2008, you, you've you heard about avocados? Yes. Really? Yes. I have not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The reason why I said that is because I brought it up to Adam, and he was like, right? Because <laughs> it was just, like, all of a sudden, like, maybe it was, like, sitting there, like, waiting in the background for somebody to notice it, but, like... For the most part, it was just like, a, it's not something that you thought about. Like, it's just, no. oh, and then all of a sudden, 2014 hit, and it was just like, avocados are everywhere. Yeah. It's I have the a, new thing. I have a very specific memory of avocados before 2014, and that's cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Well, that's because you're from the Berenstein universe. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus <Christ>. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Mandela effect has now expanded to include when you've heard of avocados. <laughs> Foreshadow. The same I've thing. Through. Honestly, the same thing goes for dragon fruit. I only heard about dragon fruits back in like 2015. And honestly, like, I'm still not convinced dragon fruit's real. Whenever I started working at Acme's, when I heard about dragon fruit, um, so that would have been about 2015. Possibly, but um, avoc- see, I have a super specific memory of avocado because in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, which I just looked it up, came out in 2009. There's a scene where he's asking everyone like what they want from the rain down, and there's one with an old man with one tooth going avocado. <laughs> I don't remember that. And, that. and that just stuck with me as a child. For some God, every time I hear Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, my immediate thought is just sophomore year, my first time ever seeing the movie, I'm high off my ass in Spanish class, and I had to watch it in <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> so my first time ever seeing Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, I'm super high watching it in Spanish and not knowing what the fuck is going on. <laughs> See, and I feel like for years it was you, you doubly had no idea what was going on because A, you were baked. Yeah. And B, it's in a foreign language. So it's like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? Where am I? Yeah, I had no clue. I just remember laughing at certain bits, like when the when the one cameraman said he was a doctor in the movie because it came up in Spanish. He's just like, yo soy el doctor. <laughs> <laughs> See, for me, the best part of that, the best version of that was uh, a friend of mine in. Uh, in sophomore year, we were, we, we shared a lunch table and he was telling me that while he was at his home, he flipped through, he was flipping through channels and he saw Superbad came on and he's like, oh, fuck yeah. I love Superbad. I'm going to watch it. But he didn't notice that it was, it was a Spanish channel. (laughs) So he clicks it on and Jonah Hill's voice is much deeper than it's supposed to be. (laughs) Um, but it's the scene when they're on the, uh, the soccer field and, uh, Seth says, uh, by the time college rolls around, I'll be like the Iron Chef of Pound and Vaj. Yeah. But in Spanish, the voice actor basically just went, Vagina. It was just, it was a very clear one word. The rest of it, it was just all Spanish. He didn't understand it, so he literally just said it to me as, Vagina. That's like uh, that's like the one time I saw a censored version of Forty Year Old Virgin, and they didn't even try to censor this at all. It was just the most random thing that they could have replaced it with. But the scene is Seth Rogen saying "Holy fuck," right? <laughs> Instead, it came out as him just saying "Holy fuck, goat." <laughs> that yeah, that that usually happens. Um, that feels I, that feels like I was an intentional edit. Holy fuck. <laughs> Goat. <laughs> what is what is the best censorship of a movie 
that you have personally experienced. I mean, yours is pretty strong with f- goat. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's tough to beat. But there is one that, to me, kind of sits among legend status. Which uh, is Just because it's been memed to hell at this point. Is uh, the snakes on a plane edit. Because <laughs> the, the, you have your big scene, Samuel L. Jackson, the, the, you know, he says his catchphrase, which is, of course, motherfucker. But he's saying, I've had it with all these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. But they censored it, and it came out, I have had it with all these monkey-fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. <laughs> like, how how did we get to this point? Yeah, seriously, that is a good one. I think uh, my personal favorite is uh, Horrible Bosses. Um, they had to do an edit, because there's literally, there's li- Jamie Foxx is in it, and he literally plays a character called Motherfucker. Yeah. And literally how it works is that whenever he says name, I'm Mother Lover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm mother, mother lover. lover. <laughs> it's so awkward. I'm mother lover. <laughs> like, so bad. Um, also gotta say, um, shout out to Kat Dennings. Kat Dennings is a real OG because on the one year anniversary of WandaVision, she just posted a picture of her butt in her costume. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. From WandaVision. Yeah, so, that's awesome. <laughs> 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 so yeah, Cat Dennings is officially endorsed by Hot's a podcast. Thank you, Cat I also wanted to. I know you wanted to talk about this because I know you wanted to bring this up in the podcast that there is a war going on on TikTok right now. Oh yes, yes, the Great War, <laughs> <laughs> the Vantalord and the Rogue Che, come sit. Podcast listeners, now I'll regale you with a tale <laughs> as old as uh, whatever the last TikTok trend lasted. Do you ever last regret week. giving Malik like an excuse to just go off? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. So there once was a man named Che who had a TikTok and all watched and loved him, but then he spilled secrets of the council. The council is the people that protect... It's it's the boys. They protect our secrets, like our water... Wait, shit, well, this secret's out. Our water bending, how we cup our hands to our chest and let it drop, or the fact that we put our hands in our pockets and scratch our penises. Che revealed these secrets against the council's wishes. The council demanded that Che stand trial. Che refused, dubbing himself the rogue, that the Vantalord then sent bounty hunters after Che. Che revealed more secrets, not only that, gained followers. They, they soon dubbed themselves the Rogues. That is now spelled out to a full-blown war between the Council and the Rogues. Uh, <laughs> many, many of famous content creators have declared their, 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 their allegiance, be it to the Rogues, the Council, or some neutral. Um... The uh, the sisterhood declared neutrality until they felt they are needed otherwise because these are the petty squabbles of men. Um, Iffy, if Iffy from uh, Dimension Twenty is a bounty hunter for the Vantalord. Of course he is. <laughs> and he was of hunting, course. He was hunting Che down through South America. Or was that someone else? <laughs> but yes, this war has it's 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 it made it all the way to ESPN. I myself yeah. am declared for the Vantalord. I I believe that the secrets of the boys must be kept safe, and I will fight this war. I have took up some bounty hunting myself for the Vantalord to track down Che. Uh, it's 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 this it's become 
this massive thing that's encompassed all of TikTok. It's 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 amazing. My thing is that I'm too much of a wild card to take a side. I think <laughs> because like wild card, wild card bitches. <laughs> because like even just Malik asking me the other day, like what side I chose. Like he's like, what side do you take? And I was like, oh, I I I guess I'll side with Shay. And he go, and he goes, really? You're siding with Shay? Wow. Oh, he's like, we're gonna be at war with each other. I was like, no, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm a spy. <laughs> you literally pull, I'm playing, goes, I'm playing both Malik, sides. Yeah, the Malik goes, now I can't trust you. <laughs> See, Tyler would be the guy to assume the wild card stance, but he would make that very clear from the beginning. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's nothing it's beats, not- uh, <clears throat> nothing beats voice monster edits on TikTok because he is just the moon knight of, Oh yeah, war pretty much. Where do you know, like, do you, know, he, do you know who he is, Adam? I have no idea. I've sent you his Optimus Prime impression before. I know that he's like this. Uh, he he's like this. I can't. It's hard to describe him. He's, he's just, just like, he's just a big. He's just a big buff dude who just has who has all the hype energy ever. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like you're going to seize the day, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but he, like, he he does uh, he did one where somebody asked him what side that he picks, and he's and all he heard was war. So he's like to war, to war, and he's just like <laughs> fucking up his entire house, ripping the blinds down and shit. To where the Vantalord himself actually duetted it and was just like, somebody should get this guy before he gets hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I don't I don't want to fight him. I don't want to fight against him either. Just stay in your little corner. Yeah, he's pretty much. So Moon this Knight. is literally just a guy who was asked what side of the war he was on, did no further research, and just went, ah, yes, real combat against the Kaiser's men. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it's so good. But yes, the, the, this this war has, has taken its toll. I, I have my son, I'm in a TikTok offering the Vantalord my infinity gauntlet. <laughs> so it's just it's, we could end it all right now. <laughs> But yeah, it's 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 all it's just hella fun because like everyone's just in on it and everyone's declaring factions. Some D and D content creators are trying to like like Dice Cream Sandwich is trying to get them together to do a D and D one shot, and like it's just it's it's so fun. Yeah, that's really cool. See, that is what I would call uh, the right kind of stupid, <laughs> uh, because like I feel like there's so much that like comes out on like these, like, content creation platforms where it's, like, it's just, like, all right, whatever. Like, you made a thing. Fine. Cool. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. For, um, if, if people like it, great. A lot of it's pretty cringe. That honestly just sounds like it's a bunch of people are, like, this is an idea that on paper sounds really dumb, but if we just commit to it super hard. <laughs> oh, they literally had someone on ESPN mention it. Like, they've gotten so exactly. many- yeah. So many people like giving that, like, speeches and monologues and like their ancient Shakespearean accents. It's so good. Yeah, like that's that's some next level shit. It is. That's what you need. That is the right kind of stupid. Some great like, marketing. Yeah, we all admit sure. it's kind of dumb, but like it's fucking fun. Like everybody's having a good time. Nobody's like taking it like to heart. Nobody's offended by it. Just yeah, have fun. Go nuts, guys! It's 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 so good. I I cannot wait to see again. Like uh, apparently the final battle uh, grows closer and closer. There was this sage dude I followed who gave a. At first he went, "My friend, I choose no side. I love the Vantalord and." Well, you know what the you know what the final battle is, right? What? 
the final battle is whichever one of them gets Ryan Reynolds to say their name first wins. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is the be all end all here. No, that's legit. Like I just saw it before I before the podcast today. Like that that's a legit thing. The Vantalord has put out that whoever the like whoever gets Ryan Reynolds to say their name first wins the battle <laughs> or wins the war. <laughs> It's 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 so good. I cannot. I, oh my god! This, this is it's just been so fun. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I can't wait to see what, what else is what else happens. The Star Wars community is horribly fractured in this fat battle because shocking. Um, the Sith have sided with the Council, which pains me. <laughs> the the the, uh, the 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 way seekers and the and the and the um uh, the Jedi have started to stay neutral. But I also know that some contingent of Jedi are with the rogues, so they want freedom of the secrets. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> My thing is that, like, I've been seeing a lot towards the war, and then I'm just like, I wonder what Bean Wizard's up to. <laughs> <laughs> See, for me, out of all of this, the only thing that I, I took away from that, that last little bit is something has happened and the Star Wars community is split. <laughs> Shocked. Business as usual in the Star Wars community. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was um. That reminds. Me, I was watching a clip of the Dimension Twenty um bit, Adam. Uh, their new sci-fi campaign, and it was um, it was the bit where like uh, Brennan Lee Mulligan was playing like a scam artist who was like a nun, and like <laughs> he was trying to and he was trying to convince um the one character about like oh it's not a it's not it's like it's like you're gonna be your own boss if you invest in this and then their bosses will be their boss it's all like a it's like a 3d triangle <laughs> it's so strong <laughs> he's, just, he's basically just for context he's exp tyler he's essentially he's as malik just said the 3d triangle he's basically just explaining a pyramid scheme <laughs> but he's literally just like see that's what the beauty of it is you're gonna be your own boss and then the people that you get to join in, you'll also be their boss while they are being their own boss. And the characters <laughs> are like, that sounds amazing. It's like a <laughs> network of bosses. Like, we're all equal, kind of. <laughs> like, whether it's the top or the bottom, that's where your money's going. <laughs> So like good. I'm I'm very excited for where this new season is going. Like I every character already like I love the dynamic between the characters that have been created. I think Murphy and Emily have my favorite characters already in this season. Um I don't want to go too spoiler heavy cuz I know Malik yeah, might watch it. Eventually. Yeah, I'm going to listen to it. Uh probably yeah, soonish. Yeah, so I don't want to. I don't want to go too hard on that because I I will just start ranting about it. But <laughs> uh, well, speaking of other D and D podcasts, have you guys listened to the season two trailer for Dungeons and Daddies? Yes, I have. I have. Done. I also uh, watched the like quote unquote video version of it. Oh yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, I haven't watched it. Yeah, I no, I haven't listened to um their like their dog um in, in like inter like in between the seasons yet. But do oh, you, you didn't listen to Fetch Quest. No, I listened to the first part. I thought, oh, this is funny. But then, like, I, I, something happened. Um, Tyler, do you care about spoilers? Nah. So they're playing as the grandkids of the dads. <laughs> and in a post-apocalyptic world. But not only that, they're looking for their missing dads, a.k.a. the same characters went missing again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Which awesome. Wow, they literally do—they're doing the same thing but different. Wow. Yeah, right. 
I am excited to see like you know like what like what 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 are what are like the grandkids are like like for them like you know which is gonna be interesting because like Ron's is going to have a step grandson because you know like I'll <laughs> play in. Yeah, I'm interested because they mentioned uh, and for anybody who listens to the podcast and hasn't watched all of Dungeons and Daddies, I know there's a there's got to be some cross section there somewhere. There are going to be spoilers that in this minor bit. Um, they mentioned Glenn's grandson, which didn't he did he not come back at the end of it? I thought he stuck in hell. He did. He was so he was there. He went to like the he was in San Dimas with them at the end. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how that's going to work unless Glenn as a demon just impregnates some random chick that he found. Which can, honestly I, yeah, is on that. brand for Glenn. <laughs> that or um uh, Jody. Wait, does does Jody stay a demon or does he go back to stay with um uh, what's her name? Uh, uh Morgan Freeman. I think. I think Jody stayed a demon because by the from I, I might be getting some details wrong, but I remember at the end of Dungeons and Daddies, I think Jody and uh, Nicholas were were still demons. Okay, I think I think my favorite bit from that um, episode is when uh, uh, um, Glenn's character, well, Glenn, he goes, "I've changed everything about Hell. I've introduced him to Christmas," and he comes up to Daryl and goes, "Everything you know about Christianity is different now." <laughs> it makes Daryl have like an existential crisis. Incredible! <laughs> Everything you know about Christianity is different now. It's, it's so good. Yeah, I'm very uh, excited for season two of that. It's gonna be fucking bonkers. Try to get anything else we want to talk about? We got we got something big. We got a bit. We're a little late, but we got a big thing to discuss. Like anything else? We yeah, there's a reason Adam's about? on the podcast, everybody. But we'll get to yes. that when we're done talking. Uh, you I probably guess, figured it out already based on the title. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we could talk about it now. So let's cut down to brass tacks, boys. The real reason Adam's here. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, everybody. Yes. And this is our spoiler review. If you haven't seen the movie yet, I don't know how. Yeah, if you honestly, <laughs> you're point, actively if you trying not no to. Home, you're, if, you, if you haven't seen No Way Home by now, you're making an active decision to just not see the movie. Yeah. We are so late on this, though. <laughs> we are late on the review. The thing is, is that at the time, it was we were focusing on Christmas episodes, and then we put out the New Year's special, and then we put out another episode, and Adam had been hitting me up saying, like, yo, when are we doing this? And I'm like, oh, fuck, I kind of forgot about that, <laughs> to be honest. So it's it's like, how about this week? And then now here we are recording it. <laughs> So, for, for those of you at home, just know I was dedicated to getting you this review on time. Your hosts just didn't care. <laughs> hey, 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 I, I just, I was unaware. <laughs> Professionalism, it's what it if is. If I knew I'd care. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no way home, man. Uh, what a, I mean, like, it, first, it was so, like, I think the week before No Way Home, uh, Hawkeye had an episode where a character goes, I cannot wait to see the new and improved Empire, I mean, Statue of Liberty. I'm like, <gasps> and then I a character, like, we, like, people don't already know it's Yelena. Yeah, Yelena. <laughs> okay, I was trying to be respectful, but, like, you know, <laughs> trying to spoil it twice, but, you know, she goes, can't wait to see this, the Statue of Liberty, the new and improved one. I'm like, <gasps> we know what's going to happen with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they put that out the week after Spider-Man came out. Was it? Yeah. Feige was very, I, from what I remember, Feige was very, like, 
time sensitive with that because I remember seeing the movie the weekend that it dropped and then that week's Hawkeye episode. No. Well, no, because like he swings past the Rockefeller Center and then the final battle was like um takes place at the Rockefeller Center. And I remember that like everyone hyped up like oh crap, we might see Peter and Hawkeye now because he swings past the Rockefeller Center around Christmas old snow old, old snowy times. <laughs> snowy times he says. <laughs> I don't know if it's Christmas. But um yeah, where where to begin with this movie, man? Where where to start? Right at the beginning. <laughs> Which takes place right after Far From Home. Okay. Yeah, yeah. When, and when he says right after Far From Home, he means literally right after it picks up, like, from the exact moment where uh, Mysterio is revealing his identity. Uh, and it gives you, like, kind of the immediate fallout of what that is like. Um, I know that there were definitely a lot of the civilians in that area where I in the chair in the theater started getting really annoyed. <laughs> like, yeah, the one woman walks up and is just like, oh, you, you did this? You, she reaches out and like, Spider-Man kind of just like dodges. He's like, oh, he hit me. Spider-Man hit me. I'm like, you fucking <laughs> Yeah, That's literally just how the world would actually respond to that, you know? It's a very real reaction, honestly. Like that fully grown man looking at a 17-year-old going, are you Spider-Man's girlfriend? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Or, like, when they're trying to go into the school and the one guy's just like, oh, my God, are you going to have his spider babies? (laughs) They're children. Yeah. This entire entire sequence allayed all of my fear. Because my biggest fear going to No Way Home was, like, Man, I loved Far From Far From Home was literally one of my top five MCU movies, and I was so worried. Like, man, they're not gonna they're not gonna follow up with like what happens because now they gotta do all the multiversal stuff. I'm like, oh, oh no, this is actually a big part of it. Like, <laughs> and it that was, was just... the thing. Like, the entire first act of the movie was it dedicated to dealing with the fallout of this guy having his biggest secret now on the world stage. Which like and like how's that going to affect his life? Yeah, he was like he was. That's crazy too, because like Spider Man was like the only secret identity we had in the MCU. The only other one we had was Daredevil, and that was it. Everyone else like was just out. Spider Man and Daredevil were the only ones that like no one knows who they are. <laughs> I was supposed to say, I would say maybe Man. also kind of Ant Man, but only because nobody in the MCU gives a shit. <laughs> yeah, nobody knows who Ant Man is. Nobody knows who Moon Knight is because they I don't would, care. Well, we don't know how Moon Knight's gonna be handled yet, but I would say they knew Ant Man. I don't. I wouldn't say he was. I wouldn't say it's not secret. Like, oh no, this guy disappeared. And, like we now know this is Scott Lang. Like everyone knows who Scott Lang is. Fair. That is true because he would have been like, it's just as simple as looking up like a fucking Google document on how he got arrested. Like. <laughs> Like, he stole like a weird motorcycle suit, but then he like wasn't in jail anymore. We think he's Ant Man. <laughs> but yeah, it's like like that that scene too is so freaking chaotic of <laughs> just like him trying to juggle everything. It's like oh, like the scene where he like left uh, MJ on the roof. Like oh, he's call he gets called from that dude, dude. Oh my god, MJ, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And there's just, there's so much going on at one time where he's just like, okay, I got to get her out of here because now everyone's starting to swarm around her. I'm now on, like, the helicopters are chasing me down. I can't go home. They're following me. (laughs) He swings through the subway. 
we uh we then we then cut to one of my favorite jokes, but we then cut to um, Happy being dumped by Aunt May. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> He's just crying. I'm like, bro, I would be crying over that too. We seen Aunt May. I'm like, we can work this out. <laughs> I just love the part like Peter and MJ get home, and Happy is still like emotionally ruined. By this breakup, and he hears the thunder. He's like, "I should, I should probably go check that out." Like, just as an excuse to not leave yet. <laughs> and then cuts into you know Zendaya and Peter, shirtless Peter and Zendaya, like or MJ, I'm like touching, like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "No, no!" And then and then Aunt May is like, "Are you? Hey, are you? Pra- Hi, MJ, to see you. Are you practicing safe sex?" <laughs> <laughs> and then I love again because one of the things here that Tom Holland I think really captured is that. Uh, in no matter what reality it is, Peter Parker is terrible at deflecting from like secret identity stuff or stuff that he's trying to keep hidden just in general. Yeah. Um, Cause it happened when Ned found out that he was Spider-Man in homecoming where he's like, you were just on the ceiling. No, I wasn't Ned. What are you doing here? <laughs> here. Literally, the entire world just found out that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, and all he's like, "Oh no, you you did, you two broke up. I thought you were so happy. Let's talk about this specifically." <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, you're just taking a really suspicious interest in your aunt's relationship. <laughs> yeah, and like I'm like, how did he expect to hide that for that long? It's because he closed the windows. There's literally a helicopter. Yeah, he's like, right. you stop looking at your phones for like a second. Like Peter, <laughs> they're right outside your house. It's like, dude, anybody looks at any kind of screen, this is getting out. You're not going to be able to hide this forever. <laughs> and, like, I remember someone I was talking to asked, well, how is Pepper not bringing in, like, an army of lawyers to defend him? Well, yeah, because Stark Industries is also being looked at. Yeah, and right? Stark Industries is currently, like, their tech was the one that allegedly killed Mysterio, so... Not only that, like, you have a sunglasses that can, like, control an army of murder-death drones, and you gave it to a 17-year-old? You gave it to a <laughs> child. <laughs> like, like uh, I think we see, um, what, what's it called? This, what's it called? Like sunglasses that control these weaponized drones. You gave it to a child, and the first thing he did was kill a man with them. <laughs> <laughs> not only that, he almost accidentally killed the guy who had a crush on his, like, crush. <laughs> Like oh my god, but yeah, it's 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 so chaotic. Fear's trying to get everything, and then you know we we do a massive times. I think we skip like a year, don't we? Um, I thought it was a few I, months. I don't know because I know that the next time they show they show them, uh, it depends on when when Far From Home happened. Far, far from was home, that they're, they're, was that summer vacation? Yes, their school year is just ending. Um. Hawkeye is a year after the blip, so and I think it's supposed to be after No Way Home, so. Uh, so then, yeah, then that would have to be. Uh, we we pick up at the reveal and then some time skips, and it kicks off into their uh, like the first day of the senior year of high school. Yeah, but we're also is- skipping over, like, one of the first like big holy shit moments for a lot of people watching that movie was oh, the Matt Murdock right. scene. Yeah, um so we I went with a mutual friend of ours um whose favorite character is Daredevil. Had no clue he was going to be in the movie. Had no idea he was going to show up. And when <laughs> I when when the cane came down and you saw him um, 
that that purse that I went with, um, let's just say they were like almost fell out of their seat. <laughs> like, I literally, there are. Tyler and I went with Tim. Um, yeah. And I'm sitting there. I see the cane, and I'm literally just going, "What? What?" And then, like, he sits down, and I'm like, dude, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> like, and he catches the brick. He's like, I'm a really good lawyer. <laughs> I just love Happy's reaction to that, where he's just like, oh, yeah, Peter's legal troubles are over, but, um, Happy, you're going to need a really good lawyer. <laughs> dude, the reactions in the theater to seeing Daredevil show up was just like, you know, like, oh. when we went to go see it in theaters, everybody was clapping to the point where it became a fucking meme, but, like... Like, they clapped when it mattered, and that was definitely one of the scenes where everybody yeah. was like, yay, clapping yeah. and shit. Yeah, when Daredevil showed up, we got a, he got a big hug. We were like, ooh, well, and like, it was, it was, it's so nice to see Charlie Cox in the role again. Charlie Cox is, is literally one of, he is one of the best MCU performances. Like, he he is so, he, he literally is Matt Murdock in that show. And I'm so happy to so say he's probably going to be in, what, Echo after this. Probably. probably. And that's the one thing that, like, I really enjoy is, like, a lot of the times, I know that there there are some people who will like decry it, especially in the current, we'll call it world state. <laughs> but there is that. This is why, when it comes to like these big MCU movies, I want to go as early as possible because you get those like big immediate gut reactions yeah. as it's happening, surrounded by a bunch of people that feel the same way you do. Oh, dude, the same thing happened with Endgame and Infinity War. Like, all the reactions dude, were there. oh, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Fucking... <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, yeah. we'll do a retrospective on that one if we have time, but... I also enjoyed... First off, this is, like, uh, kudos to the movie for actually giving Aunt May more to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, well, Aunt May was, like, a proper part of this movie after, like, two movies in a row where she was just kind of, like... And, like, that kind of happens a lot in the movies, I feel like. I mean, the, the, the Raimi trilogy did a lot with uh, with Aunt May just because, like, she was kind of the, the confidant. Um, I feel like the Mark Webb films didn't do as much with her. They kind of, she had some stuff, but she wasn't as see, important to the story because they, they had Gwen. To, they try to do stuff with her, but like, you know, they're giving her like the nursing job and two, but it ultimately just kind of like falls flat. I'm like, yeah, eh. this one for the first two movies, Aunt May was kind of like a tertiary character. It was like, she's there, you know, she's important to Peter kind of through just through context of what you've seen in these movies. But like, she doesn't need to be at the forefront because like, what, what is she really going to do here? No Way Home kind of takes the Aunt May character and just like kind of pushes it into the spotlight a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I, I love when she's interrogated. like, you willingly put this child in danger? <laughs> and, like, you know, like, and like really confront her with that. Like, oh, well, damn. <laughs> it's like, yeah, so like, and that's, that's kind of a thing because that was something that a lot of people took issue with at the beginning of uh, Far From Home was... It's taking place right after Endgame. Peter is still kind of dealing with the trauma of losing Tony. And Aunt May is kind of parading him out and like, hey, I look, here's Spider-Man. He's endorsing this thing. And like, it's charity event. Yeah. But like, you're still kind of like parading your nephew around, which seems I, a little sketch. Yeah. They, um, they do kind of explain it later on, like why she does, like what, like which, which we'll get to when we, you know, when we get to, uh, when, when, uh, when she meets certain someone. They, I felt that that does kind of explain it. Where like, oh no, she's just like, she has that mentality of you know, like campground rules. You leave the place better than you found it. So yeah. like, I think in her mind, she's just like trying to like 
do like the right thing with Peter, you know, like you know, and like she sees like Peter has the ability to do it, so she you knows she's like she's pushed him to do the right thing, you know, which is like yeah, exactly, and like it. No Way Home definitely recontextualizes how I initially felt seeing that kind of behavior after knowing everything that happened in Endgame and all of that, but No Way Home definitely recontextualized a lot of that for me. Speak, speaking, of, speaking of recontextualizes, there's a line in No Way Home, no, Far From Home, that now hits very different, because WandaVision takes place before Far From Home and before No Way Home, right? So, uh... Uh, 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 JB Smoove's character, their, their, their chaperone on the, on the trip, says, I am scared of being messed with witches. That now hits different now. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that we know what, different what, yes, what, what, what he see in the news. Like, yes. Um, oh, yeah. They had a very funny bit, too, where like they come in. He's like, yes, we're the school that made a hero <laughs> with um, uh, Martin Starr. And then you have Hannibal Burris the whole time is just like, or a murderer. Mysterio yeah. was right. Yeah, right. Mysterio did nothing wrong. Like You're a murderer. I, the thing like, that gets me with that scene that I really like, and I pointed this out both times me and Adam were in the theater, is that they actually took the time to like they had the they they show Peter Cohen up the steps, and there's the mural of all of all the famous minds of, of the world and stuff like that, and they actually put in Erskine and Howard Stark, which oh, yeah, I thought I was really that. cool. See, no, in in Homecoming, uh, there's actually a list. There's actually like a like a mural of like scientists in Peter's classroom, and uh, going from like ancient ones to like you know the current ones. And on the current ones was Bruce Banner. Oh, yeah. nice! And because that was one that, like, if you look at that, it kind of showed that they were like, a lot of people obviously are still rightly pretty scared of the Hulk, but they still respect Banner yeah. for his advances in science. And it's just it was just really cool to see. Yep. Um. But having Erskine on the on the mural for this movie just that was that was a chef's kiss. Yep, I love. Uh, yeah, um, but I love how like everyone's like really awkwardly trying to just like, hey Peter, we know you're Spider Man and we are okay <laughs> with it. You can walk, swing if you want to, crawl. We all know you can do it. Like, is this supposed to be comforting? Because yeah, like, right. we just... also we also we also forgot about Flash Thompson trying to prop it. I'm Spider Man's best friend. He made like, a whole fucking book, book about it. Flash yeah. book about how he was Spider Man's best friend. Which actually, what the fuck? Begs... What did he call it? Um, Flashpoint. Oh, Flashpoint. Yeah. <laughs> which which begs the question: How the hell did Flash get to MIT? <laughs> I know, right? You know, who knows? Um, but that is jumping to our <laughs> next big plot point: is uh, college applications. Um, for the the first act, because again, the first act is entirely dealing with fallout from uh from, from the the identity reveal, and one of the big repercussions from it is that Peter, MJ, and Ned, due to the controversy surrounding them, are denied access to every college they apply to because they just don't want the bad publicity of having Spider Man in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is what kind of kicks off the big. You saw it in all the trailers. Uh, and I also, I really liked how they handled that of like, Peter goes to the Sanctum Sanctorum. He goes to Doctor Strange, who is no longer the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, because <laughs> you Which died. I hate it. <laughs> well, it may, it's because he died. And he's like, yeah, well, now it falls to me. I'm like, well, I guess I can't do that. <laughs> Wong became Sorcerer Supreme by technicality, everybody, because, uh, Doctor, because, uh, what you call it? Because Steven had been gone for five years. So <laughs> Doctor it, Strange it, got blipped for five years, and this confirms that Wong didn't. 
So yeah. because Wong was left behind on a technicality, he became Sorcerer Supreme. <laughs> that um, also that also spawned one of my favorite memes MCU wise is um it's Agatha Harkness and Wandavision going uh like your power rivals the Sorcerer Supreme Wanda and then it cuts Sorcerer Supreme the Shang Chi post credit scene Hotel California. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, so we have that. Peter goes to, to Doctor Strange. Do you think do you think that Agatha said that knowing that Wong was the Sorcerer Supreme? I Probably hope she did. Not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna because, choose like, to believe for my own like sense of comedy that she absolutely knew she was talking about Wong. <laughs> <laughs> Hotel um, California. <laughs> just drunk Wong <laughs> singing Hotel California. <laughs> but um Oh, yeah, so Peter up, goes uh, to Doctor Strange. Strange has his students. He has acolytes now who are yes. like, cleaning. Yeah. Like, that's that's interesting. And I'm yeah, so he's, like, he's teaching people. It's really cool. Um, and Peter is immediately just like, look, do you can Like, at first, and they didn't put this in the trailers, and I thought it was cool, was he, he doesn't ask for the memory spell right away. He asks if Strange can go back in time. And they, like, really work to establish, like, no, we don't have the stones anymore. That it's It's not a thing. Yeah. We don't have, infi- as far as we are concerned, there are no Infinity Stones now. The, t- the TVA is going, <laughs> The TVA is just, like, <laughs> laughing in They're variant. in my fucking right drawer, my guy, with all my junk. <laughs> <laughs> this is a paperweight to me. It's in my junk drawer. <laughs> um, But Peter asks for the memory spell. And naturally, because this is a 17-year-old uh, brimming with anxious energy, Peter Parker... He can't help but keep screwing it up. <laughs> uh, so also, like, so because of the memory spell, I think one another one of my favorite things is that, like, the last time it was used was to erase a raunchy party. <laughs> so, and this is something yeah. that I need to this, just because that got brought up, I need to I need to ask about this because Doctor Strange mentions that, uh, or Wong tries to get them not to use it because it like tiptoes on the the line between the known and unknown realities. And Strange points out, we've used it before for less. Remember that crazy party in Kamertage? Wong says no. He's like, exactly. <laughs> Did Strange say that because the spell was used, or was he just trying to fuck with Wong? Because <laughs> uh... I feel like Strange <laughs> at that point would have absolutely been trying to fuck with Wong. I think it's like knowing him, it's it's either or. Yeah, like it honestly, could be either. Because, um, I don't know, just from what I know about this version of Doctor Strange, I am fully on board with, he's just fucking with Wong. Because, um, especially at that point, it's like, how? what are you going to do? You're going to go back and verify? Because nobody's going to know about this party. Because it didn't happen. Or I erased it from everyone's memory. Go ahead, de- decide for yourself which one it is. Um, but, did we talk you about saw the it in all the trailers. That, Peter, did we talk about the fact that, uh, that, Doctor Strange brings up a very crucial like lesson that Peter needs to learn that he ends up learning throughout this movie. No, what is it? That he can't balance having a normal life and being a superhero oh. that it doesn't oh. work that way. Yeah. Yeah, he's and that is a, a recurring theme throughout the movie, which I think is important because it's a recurring theme throughout Spider-Man in general. Yeah. Is Peter's desire to have it both ways. He wants to be able to be Peter Parker and be Spider-Man and have them separate. Um, which this movie really goes out of its way to show you, like, you can't 
live your life like this. Like, you're either always Peter, you're always Spider-Man, or you have to be able to be okay with being both. Yeah. And Peter, at this point in his life, just isn't okay with being both. Um. Uh, yeah, they, they go to cast this memory cell and make everyone forget. Okay, Um. first thing, just make everyone forget who Mysterio is. Problem solved. Um, <laughs> that would have been the easier way, but, you know, Peter's dumb. So he goes to have everyone again, forget. This is a young um, Peter Parker who's in an emotional, like, an emotionally vulnerable state. So he's just looking at, like, the immediate, like, okay, my identity got revealed and it's screwing everybody's life up. So that's the key, is if nobody knows my identity, nobody's life gets screwed up. He's, I, I think if he was more level-headed, he probably would have come to that conclusion, but we also wouldn't have gotten my favorite MCU movie, so... Yeah, and then, like, the, the the spell starts. I had a friend tell me, this is literally just programming. He's just going into files, selecting every file that says Peter Parker and Spider-Man, <laughs> then deleting half of the Peter Parker, then moving the EXE to the spot. <laughs> I'm like, wow, um, way to ruin the magic. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> and that was another one that they did talk about was um, Strange mentioned that everything went wrong because he tried to change the spell six times. Another way that this movie kind of just doesn't happen is just stipulate from the beginning who you want to still know yeah he's like everyone's gonna forget well everyone, how about like my girlfriend uh how about my friend it's like peter just tell them again because <laughs> again there's only four people that he really wants to know his best friend his girlfriend his aunt and happy that's it who is you can just say one? that yeah right <laughs> how, how does he change it he because the, there's a fifth one in there no, there's six. Yeah, because I think Strange says six times, and Peter's like, I think I only changed it five. But, because he mentioned MJ, still wanted to know. I think he mentioned Strange as well. I don't want you to forget me. Like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he starts free. I, th- I think at one point he might have like casually mentioned, like, I mean, the Avengers already know, so they can know. <laughs> um, But, point is, Peter gets out of control, and then we get to a moment that I've seen some debate over. Whether this was funny or it made some people kind of angry. Peter went with the big mind wipe memory spell before bothering to plead his case to MIT. Yeah. That makes perfect sense, though. That is something someone in his position would do. Like, not think. I'm of the opinion that Spider Man fought Thanos in space. Yeah. Zero percent chance he thinks about, like, the mundane response to this. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then, like, but, Strange's like, Strange's like, wait, you didn't think to call them before you asked me to brainwash the entire world? They call <laughs> me sir, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's a big thing, is, like, the first meeting, he's just, he's like, Peter's still calling him sir, because, like, this is a senior, or, like, this is, like, an elder to him, and he doesn't, he's like, he doesn't know him on a personal level. He's like, oh, I mean, we saved half the universe together. I think we're past you calling me sir. Yeah. Like, okay, Steven. It feels weird, but I'll allow it. <laughs> that flip-flops, I think, three times throughout the yes, movie. three times. Um, but at this point, I think we are firmly now in Act 2, uh, which is where everything goes fucking wild, and it starts becoming the greatest movie that MCU has made. At least as far as I'm concerned. Um, <laughs> but... Peter goes to plead his case to the Dean and then 
Alfred Molina's Doc Ock rolls in. Yes. And he we looks get so good for his age in that movie. So like, good. Da- like it's damn near almost spot on to the original Spider-Man too. Like it, it, he just looks so good. And this one, the machine. <laughs> this scene really kind of exemplified to me what this movie got right beyond just like character stuff was the fight choreography in this movie was probably to me was some of the best that we had gotten in a Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Um, like this fight between Doc Ock and Peter and Peter in this scene is wearing the iron spider suit. So you actually get like Ock and his tentacles versus the iron spider legs. Um, which is something that for, it's a minor thing, but it's something that I just was really happy to see on screen. Um, the, the way that the fight ended, I thought was really cool where like, Ock tried to absorb the nanotech, but it just gave Peter control of the Yeah, tentacles. the trailers really made that seem like it was going to be such a big deal, but it actually mm-hmm. ended up working out in Peter's favor. It kind of just <laughs> went up screwing Ock over. Yeah. yeah. He was defeated by but <laughs> you get through the whole fight, and then you get that moment where the pumpkin bomb rolls in, and there's the goblin, now and I am actively, yeah. like, Punching my chair because I'm just so <laughs> fucking hype. Yeah, Gob- Goblin got a big, big pop in my theater as well. Especially when you heard the laugh, you saw I'm like, oh, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is where we kick off the uh, the hunt for the villains arc, where Peter now has to find all of the multiversal anomalies. Yeah, um, he, gets tel- he gets teleported back to Strange's place, and he sees um, uh, he-, he sees the lizard. Uh, yeah, Lizard's also, just already here, and hey, Strange I, looks pretty fucked up, so Lizard kicked his ass before they got him back here. That's gotta be a one-shot they gotta do, of, like, Strange going into the sewers and fighting the Lizard. Yeah. I could see that being a part of, like, a deleted scene or something, like, in the, um, uh, like, the DVD when it comes out. Um... Who the fuck uses DVDs anymore? I don't know, like, Blu-ray, whatever. There you go. God. But, um... So we go through all that. We get everything done. He's going through. He's going hunting down the villains. And so, so I want to mention there's something I love so much. Yes. They do in this scene uh, when they go, when they're in when they're in there. He brings in his his Ned and MJ to help out, and they you know he tells them Scooby Doo this shit. When they go down into the um his uh his his like little like dungeon basement place where they're keeping the villains, uh he <laughs> they go into Strange's freezer and they find us a bunch of like like otherworldly crap like something with one eye and tentacles that is one of my favorite aspects of strange from the comics the fact that strange can't digest regular foods um so he has to like eat like otherworldly crap yeah because so he literally begs like if only i could like eat like pepperoni one day (laughs) 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 but yeah i love they worked that in too and then like it's oh it's so it's so cool to see like alfred mulaney like interact with um uh um, uh, fucking, uh, uh, Doctor Strange. He's like, what is this? Like, where are we? (laughs) 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 But, um, yeah, like, uh, so, hang on. What was I about to get at? I was about to get at something, I promise. Oh, I just want to say in terms of Lizard, Lizard's character, why does he always fight in schools? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Lizard really got typecast as guy who fights in school. (laughs) Um, that's that's jumping pretty far ahead in the movie. It but is. Just, there's a there's a lizard fight scene in the school again. <laughs> <laughs> but we go to 
to the next uh, villain roundup, where at this point, Peter is really trying to, to chase down uh, the goblin, because he wants to get the scary flying guy. Yeah. Who he finds instead is Electro. <laughs> <laughs> and Sandman, who is and probably Sandman. the most flip-flop character in that entire movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> he needs to make Sandman. up his mind on what he wants. Sandman was one of the characters, uh, I feel like out of the villains that were in this movie, Sandman and the Lizard were kind of the most, like, incidental. Um, Lizard, I felt, didn't need much. He said, well, I just want to make you all lizards. And, like, that was all he yeah, really needed. Lizard's entire motivation is, I want to make you lizards. Which Sandman, I will say like, that the world would be better off without, if we were all shut lizards. Shut up, shut up. I just want to say up, that right now. Shut up. Like 2022 Sand- is the year of the Lizard. Sandman's <laughs> whole deal was just like, I just want to go home. And then he starts just like kind of flip flopping from there. I I think uh, I see. I always think it as like he's just so frustrated with everything happening. Where it's like, all right, I will just now kick these spiders' ass to just go. <laughs> but then, like at the same time, you hear again. We're jumping all over the place here. I'm trying to go linear, but it's gonna happen. Like you have it at the at the end where Electro even full on says like, "I hate to tell you, Sandman, but none of us are going home because I like it here." So, like, people on his team are making it very clear they're not trying to go home, (laughs) whether he wants to or not. It's, 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 it's strange. Again, like, I, like, again, I, I think he just, like, kept going for the box, so, like, it it all worked out. Also, I did not, like, I, you could tell they couldn't get Thomas Hayden Church back for this. So, okay, interesting thing there. Um, they actually did get. Uh, Thomas Hayden Church and uh, uh, Reese yeah, Iphens yeah, for the uh, for their the the audio, but just there were scheduling conflicts. They weren't able to get them on set. Yeah. So um, at the end, when you actually do see their faces, they used uh, alternate takes and uh, different camera angles from the scenes in their respective movies. So like they just reworked a scene from like Tasm One when you were seeing Kurt Connors's face. They used uh, an alternate take that they wound up not putting into the movie from Spider-Man 3 for Marco when you finally saw him, like, standing there for real. Uh, which I thought was a really cool way to still get them in the movie without having to, like, kind of screw up your entire release schedule trying to find yeah, time seriously. to get them in. Um, but yeah, let's, but, so let's fast forward a little bit. Obviously, we got yeah. the Hunt for the Villains arc that we were talking about. Peter was able to capture everybody except for Doc Ock, or not Doc Ock, except for uh, Norman, because we find out that he showed up at Aunt May's shelter as yes. Norman, not he crazy. He showed up at the Vigal. center. Can I, also just, can I also just say that eight, like John Watts, I love you for deciding to get rid of the mask. That was the best decision they could have done for Goblin. Oh, yeah, because Willem Dafoe's <laughs> like, facial reaction throughout this whole movie... Like, they were so good. Just on, like, honestly, Willem Dafoe's face is a better goblin than than the helmet ever was. Yeah. And, and like, they they get them all back. They have them all there. And then like, the weirdest thing that got me with Green Goblin's helmet though is that they use too much of it just as normal eyes. Like, if you like, you could you you got to commit. You either go with the mask or you go with. Willem Dafoe's face, and no, they did no. it by committing to Willem Dafoe's well, face. Well, the eye, well, the eyes did go up. 
like that, I know, but that's practice. the thing is that it went up. They had it go up too many times, and it just made the suit <laughs> look dumb. <laughs> um, go back and watch the original Spider-Man, and show and go back to the scenes where the eyes go up, and it just like like the scene where he's talking to him on the rooftop. Like you could see Norman's mouth and his eyes, and it just does not work with the mask. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'll also say, uh, Max Dillon was also. Far better in this movie. I love oh, the Max in this movie. You want to see me sit here a buck ass Nick? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I love that because even throughout like all this stuff, like the, it's it's big drama throughout all of it because it's multiversal villains. But they still found that time to work in that kind of like Spider Man style humor, where like Peter starts like clowning on uh, Doc Ock because his name is Otto Octavius. Yeah, um, <laughs> Max Dillon series like y'all just gonna stand there and pretend like I'm not butt ass naked in uh, Thomas Hayden Church like I mean I was planning to. I, I think my favorite scene also is just all the villains when they're in the prison just interacting and yeah. just yeah. talking to each other. It's so cool. Um, we also get an, a meme drop, which um, our friend I'm lost something of a it. scientist myself. Yeah. I lost our, it. Our friend I lost, yeah, it. lost it when they. they that they is my favorite it. line in the movie, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine is coming up, but we'll get to it when we get to it. So, at this point, all the villains have been captured, and Strange is going to send them all home, but then it gets revealed that all of the villains, and this was technically incorrect, um, all of the villains die fighting Spider-Man. Sandman did not die fighting Spider-Man. Yeah, no. That's neither here nor there. I think, um, I think before we get, we need to bring up, like, him talking to Aunt May at Feast, because that is very important. Peter, yeah, that is like, a big part of what, what happens moving forward. Like she tells um, him, like, yeah, like, yeah, these guys may be dangerous, but there's still people who are going through a lot, and they like this. Like looking at, looking at scared Norman, like he needs help. He needs actual help, not yeah. just to be like the not scared just be, Norman like, stealing aside. donuts in the background. Yeah, because <laughs> that, that was the, that was a big thing. So we mentioned it earlier with uh, recontextualizing. Like, yeah, we mentioned it earlier with like recontextualizing Far From Home. Uh, this one really leans into uh, a line. If you've played the Insomniac Spider-Man, um, you know the line too. I believe this is something that was really attested to Aunt May in the comics. I'm not super up on the comics. Um, but it was essentially uh, when you help one person, you help everyone. Yeah. Um, and that is kind of Aunt May's character throughout this movie. Is She is really pushing Peter to not just like push the problem onto somebody else, but to really like they're, they're here and you can help them. So you should like, you're in a position where you're able to help these people. Why wouldn't you? Whereas Dr. Um, Strange just like, dude, it's their fate. I don't give a shit. Send them and that's, back. <laughs> and that's the one thing is like Peter at the first, at, at the start is kind of like, look, like they don't belong here. The best thing for them is to go back to where they uh, where they belong. And there, you can see the arguments from both sides where it's like, the best thing for them is to go home, or is it just, it's easier for you if they're not here? And I like how they handled that because it plays into the entire rest of the movie. That, that, that then leads to a conflict between Peter and Strange, and then we got a Doctor Strange Spider-Man fight. Yeah, which, which was fucking was awesome. Awesome. Which they kind of allude to that the spy that to like the great like web thing that his spider sense is tied to, because how it's able to like like beat magic essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So the way that like... they the way that they showed this off, and it was one that I started laughing at really hard, and then the second time I saw it, 
Um, I noticed something like a, a really subtle touch that I thought was really cool. Yeah, the spider um, sends waves. So when this was when the the fight is starting off, it's it's because Strange doesn't really care what's going to happen to these guys when they get sent home. He just knows that they shouldn't be here, and Peter is like. I'm not going to send them if I know they're going to die when they get back. So they start a fight and it winds up in the mirror dimension. But before that, strange like Buddha palms, uh, Peter's soul out of his body. Yeah, um, he does the, um, what, the astral, astral projection, projection essentially. Yeah. And while Spider-Man's unconscious body is there holding the box to spell, uh, strange tries to take it, but his hand keeps moving out of the way. And if you look around, like, the Spider-Man head, you can see... Or if you look around Peter's head, like, in his consciousness, they did the waves, like, the spider sense in the comic book. So, yeah. like, it's still functioning, even though he's not in his body. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> it's a, it was such a nice touch. Yeah, it and is a really, really cool subtle, touch. it's like, because there's so much going on behind him already that, like, you almost don't notice it. But if you know where to look, you can't miss it. Yeah. It's, it, um, it's like, like, how are you doing this one thing i'm gonna want to say that i noticed is that uh because obviously the mirror verse i don't know if you guys noticed this like i did on the second run through but like obviously strange had the upper hand on peter in the mirror verse because strange knows the mirror verse and then all of a sudden comes the geometry thing and all of a sudden he gets he gets the upper hand on strange but if you noticed when he goes through the portal repeatedly, he webs onto the Mirrorverse and collides the Mirrorverse into itself. And I think that's <laughs> what turned it into the geometry area that he knew. Yeah, because it was what was going on was as everything was, was happening around him, they wind up doing this, like, the Mirrorverse starts off in New York, but at one point they actually land on the subway and are, like, hovering over the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Um, he notices, I think it's an Archimedean spiral. Yeah. And that's when Peter starts clocking together. They they really play up like, hey, this kid's like, he's not an idiot. Like, he lacks common sense, but he's really fucking smart. Yeah. And they use it here where he picks up on a geometric shape and he's like, no, yeah, I know how to use this. I can make this work easy. Like, he just and he starts webbing around all over the Mirrorverse and collapses it in on itself and winds up getting a... Strange. Well, no, that's actually that's actually before he gets strange caught up in the red in the web. It's when they're on the train and he's sending him through the portal repeatedly. Um, Spider-Man webs on and collides the Mirrorverse into itself, and that's when yeah. he noticed the Archimedes spiral. Yes, I think right. he managed to merge the Mirrorverses together somehow, like because that's what it looks like. And, and like I said, that scene happens. Peter beats Doctor Strange with math. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then that begins the arc of him trying to uh, cure all the villains. Um, which I think Lizard points out. So our options are go with you and get cured or die. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but <laughs> Peter starts working on the cure because um, they have uh, a fabricator in Happy's apartment. The one they used to make his suit from Far From Home, I believe. Yes. I mean, yeah. And he actually works with Norman to make uh, to fix the inhibitor chip on Doc Ock's arms, and I just think I thought that was really cool. Like it was really sweet. Yeah, it was it, nice. It just it it adds to that gut punch later. <laughs> but um, he's like working with Norman. Norman's just like, oh man, you're 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 fascinating. Like the way that your mind works. Like if you if you can handle the commute across dimensions, like you should have a job at Oscorp. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But I, I love the joke of Aunt May going, do you want salt water? 
or do you <laughs> want water because you're an octopus? That and them going through the um. Uh, see, there's a lot of great bits in this apartment or Happy's yeah. condo that I love. Like first off, them going through the cam is amazing, and Electro like sets it off. But then Sandman Electro talking. Um, and then they go, I fell into Super Collider. No kidding, I fell into a, a vat of eels. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> like, yeah, that's stop watching into things. <laughs> I liked there, it. There was one, it was like a subtle, like, visual gag. I liked, like, Sandman sat down, and because while he's moving, he's, like, flecking sand particles off. He's like, oh, shit, my bad. And he tries <laughs> to wipe it off, but he just leaves more sand yeah. behind. <laughs> There's one thing we haven't brought up at all that we need to talk about, because it kind of leads to this next scene, but, like, J. Jonah Jameson as... Like um like well um well fucking um what's his name uh Alex Jones yeah no not Alex Jones the actor J.K. Simmons J.K. Simmons there we go um him playing like I knew I love they could like we're not gonna top let's get him back but like making him like Infowars Alex Jones Ben Shapiro type is genius that was such and the point where he's like selling supplements for men and he starts off like a crappy like. Like much like how Alex Jones did, starts off like you know a crappy like studio, and after he does the Spire stuff, he's now in like a full fledged like giant TV production. Yep. And because that's the thing, J. Jonah Jameson, newspaper editor, doesn't work anymore. because uh, nobody really cares about newspapers nowadays. Yeah, nowadays it's all about technology. All of your news is coming from the internet. So you have to, if you're going to have J. Jonah Jameson, which you should for a Spider-Man story, you have to have an updated version of it. And they it's, like how ins- in it's like how Insomniac perfectly. made him a podcast. Yes. J. Jonah Jameson, just the facts with J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. Um, but, so the cures are being made, and then the spider sense starts going off. Can, can, Doc Ock was the first cure. Going back to the J. Jonah Jameson real quick. Um, you know what that means? In universe, there's YouTube clips of like J. Jonah Jameson owns the lips, <laughs> like in the streets, going, "You're an intellectual dumbass, <laughs> and I'm You're coming. an intellectual dumbass, and I'm coming." Spider Man. <laughs> Spider Man put chemicals on the water. He's turning the frogs gay. <laughs> it's like, what's what's your opinions on gay marriage, Jonah? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, um, I'm gonna go back to what Adam was saying though, with the, with the cures and the spider sense starting to go off because that is just such a night, uh, such a good line for Norman to say, or it's just like that's some neat trick, that spider sense of yours, and then that's when Doc Ock goes Norman, he's like Norman's on sabbatical, honey. Like, oh, <laughs> and this is the other part of this that I really liked was because they throughout the movies really change, like kind of show all the different ways that the spider sense can work out. Yeah. Um. And here they did one where, for, I think for the first time, like it really showed like what happens when Peter knows that he's in danger, but he doesn't know from where. Because um, all of a sudden he gets this ping in his brain, and everything dulls. Um, like all of the sounds around him get like really muted. Like I think like the footage actually got like uh, it focused in on Peter, but everything around him kind of went blurry. Um. And you can see, like, he's the only one that you can really hear. Everybody else is in this, like, weird echo. Uh, and that's when he realizes, like, I'm surrounded by some of the most dangerous people I have ever met. And one of them is about to pull some shit. So he just takes a breath, closes his eyes, shoots the web, and it's Norman. Um, and this is the part of the movie that I like to describe as everything goes to hell. <laughs> um, 
Norman starts doing what Norman does best. He starts talking. And a lot of what he's saying is really resonating with Max Dillon. Where it's like, oh, you know, we, like, you're trying to live both ways while the world is making you choose. But gods don't have to choose. Yeah. We just take. And Electra's like, I'm a fucking god. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) And he steals an arc reactor and then just rolls. Yeah. (laughs) And then Sandman, this is what I'm talking about with Sandman. Just like, like the thing is, is that Doc Ock and Sandman had no reason to leave. Both of them are just like, well, it's gone to shit. I'm out. (laughs) Yeah. Doc Ock kind of leaves because he's just like, oh, I don't want to. I I think Doc Ox was more of like, I'm in my right mind. I don't want to fight these guys. Yeah. I need to get out of here before I escalate the situation and make it worse. Sandman kind of just leaves because I guess it's time for Sandman to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, everybody else is doing it. I may as well. (laughs) But this starts the first fight between Spider-Man and the Goblin. And it is so good. a fucking brawl, dude. Yeah, it is. That, that, that's what. Okay, so I don't see that. People, learn your wrestling moves. That was not a suplex through those floors. It was a, that was a power spine bomb. bust. Oh, it was a spine buster. No, it was, there was a, a power well, the bomb one, first. It was then a there power was a spine bomb buster. through a single floor. It was a spine buster through floor. Yeah, well, I'm going, when they're going through like the multiple floors, that was a spine buster. Yeah, that, that was, was a spine, spine buster. buster. Yeah, but everyone said he's suplexed. I'm like, what? You do not know what a suplex is. <laughs> yeah, <man>. no. <laughs> But yeah, it's 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 so good, and like oh, the fact that they made they worked in the purple, they ripped up the sweater. He oh was my god, I know the purple, the purple was so made, nice. It made the costume pop all the more. Such like, a nice touch. Crap. But yeah, while well, while they're going through this fight, like you get to the point where Peter jumps over, like he like parkours off the wall, he lands like knees on Norman, and he just starts throwing elbows at him, and Norman just is laughing in his face. <laughs> While getting his fucking skull caved in. And it's like, okay. At the, and it, it kind of comes back later in the movie because at this point, like, it kind of shows Peter is still kind of holding back. Yeah. Because, like, at this he's point, he's punches. like, it, it's just Norman. I'm I'm just, I'm, I gotta pull my punches because I don't want to, like, really hurt, hurt this Norman, guy. He yeah. needs help. And then we get to post-Spinebuster. We're in the lobby. Everything is destroyed. Everything's going to shit. And he throws the bomb, and <laughs> Aunt May is in the lobby with them at this point because she's yeah. she's been there the whole time. She's trying like they're they're trying to get her out of there. She tried to inject him with the cure. She too. tried to inject him with the cure, and it didn't work because it wasn't finished. Yeah. Um, there's the tense scene of him holding the blade at his neck, and then Aunt May's just there at the standoff with him, like oh oh, I'm like what's what's, and then the glider shows up behind her, <laughs> like no. <laughs> yeah, so they have that big scene there he throws the bomb and peter like doesn't even get in the way to like catch it he kind of just bumps it back closer to him because that's really all he can do at that point yeah um and then you get this scene that pushes us into act yeah, three nobody saw it coming like they, it's, it's they, genuine shock she gets they figure out with it so well because she gets hit by the glider and then, um, uh, like, she gets up, and she starts walking around to make sure Peter's okay. Like, okay, she's fine. No, she's running on adrenaline right now. <laughs> and once that subsided, she yeah. goes down. Yeah. And it's like, and oh, no. I think in that moment worked to, to kind of, like, 
obviously in this big superhero movie, like, this is a part that really kind of grounded it a little bit and made it a little more realistic. Yeah. Was the, literally the second she found out that Peter was okay, she stopped trying to fight. Like, she was just like, okay, I don't have to put on airs anymore, he's okay. <laughs> and that's when her body gave out. Yeah. Um, also, kudos to Tom Holland as an actor. That scene was fucking devastating. It was. This is this is Holland's best performance. Like, uh, oh, all easily. Of this, like, Hands down. Um, and then it cuts to probably... There's, there's a lot that I loved about this movie, obviously, but my favorite shot in the movie was... And they recreated it kind of for the best poster. But it's the scene where... Uh, Jameson is talking about how, like, what a tragedy this whole thing was. Devastation to the building. At least one confirmed casualty. And he's talking, and, like, he's just really somberly blaming Spider-Man for it. Yeah. While Spider-Man is standing directly in front of, like, a giant billboard playing the broadcast. Yeah. And I don't know, like, just that shot was so well done. It's just because it's so well done because you know he just went through so, so much after losing Aunt May. And just to hear somebody like J. Jonah Jameson just putting the blame on him, basically blaming him for his own aunt's death, and you know that just crushes him. Because that's the thing. Jameson isn't saying anything that Peter isn't already saying to himself. Yeah, exactly. Um, that it's his fault, you know? I mean, it's not his fault. Obviously, it's Goblin's, but, like, he thinks it's his fault, and J. Jonah Jameson is basically saying, yeah, this is your fault. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then we cut to uh, Ned's Lola's house. Yes. <laughs> where uh, Ned and MJ are still waiting to hear from Peter, and obviously he's not going to reach out at this point. Um, so he's about, or MJ's about to uh, basically press the, the kill the bad guys button. <laughs> um, which I kind of a little weird that magic kind of worked out in that way but I there's something really funny to me about there just being like essentially the send them all home is literally a button <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> I'm sorry but, but if I'm MJ and I see Maze dead I'm pressing that button as soon as I see Maze dead yeah there's no more discussion <laughs> about it like button pushed yeah but uh, we skipped over a minor thing where uh, when Doctor Strange got trapped in the mirror dimension, Peter stole his sling ring and gave That's it right. to Ned. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Ned is kind of just making like wild hand gestures while he's talking and it starts causing sparks. So he's like, do that again. So he keeps doing it over and over and he opens a portal yeah. <laughs> to Peter. Showing Ned can also do magic, which is so, kind of like, huh? <laughs> yeah. Ned is magic. Um, so look forward to that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so he opens a a portal to Peter and they're like, okay, yeah, come on, Peter. Like you can come in. Like, it's okay. You're, you're with friends now. And he jumps through and it's not Tom Holland. (laughs) Yeah. Immediately. You're just like, this is not Tom. See, and I, so my theater realized it wasn't Tom as soon as they saw him, and so and she go, you see her, oh, 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 and then like dude, when he came through, my theater the same came thing unglued. happened to us because like everybody in the theater is just going, oh, oh, is it time? Is it happening? And then he jumped through, and as soon as he jumped through, everybody knew which Spider-Man it was. 
Yeah, um, and this, he takes off the mask and like all, you <laughs> as soon as you saw the theater. face reveal of Andrew Garfield, that theater exploded. Oh my god, I know, I clapped. I, I was like, oh my god, I was screaming. <laughs> um, but Andrew Garfield puts in some fucking work in yes, this performance. <laughs> this 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 movie felt like an apology to him. <laughs> it really was. Like, this movie was just basically saying, like, look, man, people gave Andrew Garfield so much shit for the Amazing Spider-Man movies, and it wasn't on him. No. He was really good in the role. He just needed a better script. Yeah. Um, But you get to see, like, that aspect of him where he's just, like, he brings out, like, the Spider-Man quipping that, like, you didn't really get from the other two. Um, he has his moment of, like, MJ doesn't trust that he's really a Spider-Man, <laughs> even as he's sticking to the ceiling. This is plenty. Like, like you just get the cobwebs. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and that of that scene, I think my favorite part of it was, like, MJ throwing bread at him, and his immediate response is just like, you're a deeply mistrusting person, and I respect it. <laughs> um, but then... They've grappled with that. Is like, okay, so this is Peter Parker, but it's not our Peter Parker. So I guess just try it again until we get the right one. So he does it again, and we get Toby. Yes. <laughs> and uh, uh, once again, theater is screaming. <laughs> yeah, myself included. <laughs> and Adam That's is so screaming. Um. And you get the moment like they're looking at each other. And it's like, wait, you're not they're Peter Parker and like they shoot the webs at each other. And I'm just like, this is the greatest day of my life. Um, if I die tonight, fine. But we have the scene and then you get to the moment where like all three of the Spider-Men meet, like they have a conversation about like, okay, well he's I a love, Spider-Man. I love, yeah. I love how they were like, well, where does he like stay? Like, does he have like yeah. a place he goes? So well, I go to the Chrysler, I go to the empire. Oh, great view. Yeah. yeah, like, they talk about the fact that every Spider-Man has, like, a, a point where they go to just get away from everything, and it's usually because they're Spider-Man, a really high point in the city, so you can kind of just look out over it while you brood. Um, and they find uh, MCU Spider's uh, spot, and you get this conversation between the three Spider-Men where they're kind of basically talking Peter out of killing all of their bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> um but oh we skipped over a big part of it with uh aunt may finally dropped the uh with great power comes great responsibility yeah yeah but that kind of becomes like the tying thread to get all of the spiders together is in every instance they've all heard the same line yeah uh and that I, leads to toby being like okay maybe made it and die for nothing like maybe enjoy. we can still do what she wanted as out of as a, like an honor to her memory. I do enjoy too like the main thing of like that um uh, uh, that speech too is all like they're all different, but at the end of the day, at to their core, they're all Spider Man. Yeah, which, I knew, yeah. which was the main thing they're trying to get across through that thing. Like you know, like like he says like don't tell me that you understand what I'm going through. Like no, that's kind of the point, Peter. Yes, they know it. They know it better than literally anyone else what you're going through. Yeah. And the thing is, is that like, well, I, I think the, I think it really sets up something that I feel was like, you know, what, what Peter, like Tom Holland's Peter was feeling deep down in his core. It was like, yeah, they came to the realization that all three of them could help them and still live out what Aunt May wanted. But deep down inside, we all know Tom Holland's Peter wanted to kill uh, Norman. 
the he like, says it. <laughs> yeah, he straight up says that he wants to kill him, but then like they give you that false sense of hope that like maybe he is coming around to trying to help him instead. But no, deep down he still wants to kill him the whole time. And yeah, it's like was... even with Andrew Garfield saying that eventually at some point he just stopped pulling punches. Like that that, that means that Andrew Garfield Spider Man has done some pretty bad shit since the last time we've seen him. <laughs> Poor Paul Giamatti, right? <laughs> That's why he wasn't in the movie. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, they get to the scene in the lab where they start working on the cures. And this kind of points into what Tyler was just talking about, where like, you know, Holland still wants to kill Norman. Yeah. Is he's listing out all the cures. He's like, okay, so we got Marco, Connors, Dylan, and, and he can't say Norman's name. No. Um, so the other Peters are like, Norman. He's like, yeah, 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 Norman, yeah. <laughs> and they all start, like, working together to, like, make the cures. And Andrew Garfield ex- exhibits just peak middle child syndrome. Here yes, he does. He's just, like, <laughs> he's just like, no, yeah, I mean, I, I can work on uh, Dr. Connors. I've already cured him once, so it's no big deal. And, like, nobody says anything about it. He's like, no, it's just no big deal. He's like, yeah, it's, it's great. There's so many great jokes in this. My personal favorite being when Ned's all like, oh, do you have a best friend? Like, oh, yeah, he uh, went crazy and tried to kill me to Toby. And Andrew Garfield goes like, dude, why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I just love, like, he's running the diagnostic, and he they reference the, the, the Spider-Man pointing meme. Yes. Because Ned keeps trying to reach out to his Peter. He's like Peter. Like which one? Uh, Spider. Oh, my well, Spider Man. Which one? Peter Parker. Yeah, which Peter, one? He's Peter, like my computer. Like, we're all we're all named Peter. Peter Parker. Again, it's the same name, bro. We're all Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and this led to and it was very simple. But it, my favorite like line in the movie, out of all of them, was Andrew Garfield looking at Toby and saying, "So are you gonna go into battle dressed like a cool youth pastor?" Or do you <laughs> And I'm like, that's it. That's what I want from Spider-Man. That uh, um, I love them finding out that Toby has organic web shooters. Yes. Like, what the fuck? What is that? How and that leads that? to overall the funniest scene in the movie. Um, is right before the final battle. You think it should be all like dramatic and everyone's like getting their game face on. And what it winds up turning into is Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire, and Andrew Garfield talking about their differences as Spider-Man. <laughs> they talking about up, the like, villain. Back. Talking about the villains that they've beaten and like how like Toby and uh, Tom have fought like people in space. And Andrew's like, I want to fight somebody from space. I just fought and a guy in a mechanical like, well, alien. Like Toby's like, I'm so, stuck on. You've been to space. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the thing. This is where like we talk about how this movie kind of feels like an apology to Andrew Garfield. And this is Exhibit Number Two. Because they're talking about all the villains that they fought. And he's just like, oh yeah, I fought an alien made of black goo. He's like, oh, I fought an alien. He's on Earth and in space. He was purple. Like, man, I'm, I'm, I want to fight an alien. Like, I'm lame compared to you guys. Like, I fought a Russian man in a rhinoceros machine. <laughs> <laughs> and Toby, like, looks at him and he's just like, well, can we, you're not lame at all. He's like, I'm not saying, I'm like, just, can we put the self-talk thing? Like, you're amazing. Just to take it in for a second. <laughs> like, no, I can take it in. I, I can, I can take, will you say it? You're amazing. He's like, no, I, I, just, I needed to hear that. Thank you. Uh, um, I, I, I love they talk the about his Ned. web block. I love, I love the line from Ned where it's like, I'm not, I promise I'm not going to go crazy and kill him. <laughs> Which is probably a reference to him becoming Hobgoblin. Probably, yeah. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, they talk about like the organic webbing. They brought up the my back thing, which led to the most satisfying back crack in any movie I think I've ever experienced. <laughs> oh I God. felt it. That was a back crack that I've been needing for the past six months. Um, that was. And I said just, that in the theater. That was phenomenal. Whoever the sound effects guy was on that one, like kudos to you. Yeah. Um, but then they get to the fight, and ooh. Boy, this scene. Yeah, right? Oh, I was in my glory. (laughs) So, it starts off, and because Toby and Andrew are used to doing things on their own, they're not really coordinated, so they're kind of just, like, shooting webs everywhere, not really caring where it goes. They're kind of fucking each other up. Um, But they get a moment, they stop down, and they talk to each other. It's like, okay, (laughs) none of them know the phrase spider sense. Because yeah. you kind of think about it, they never actually call it a spider sense in any of the movies. No, it's, they call it a tingle. Um, in this one, they call it a tingle. In the other two, they don't really reference it. They're just like, yeah. oh, hey, I know that danger is here now. Um, But they start talking about it a little bit. And it's just like, I, I, I don't know how to work in a team. Like, All right, well, I don't want to brag, but I will. I do know how to work in a team. I was in the Avengers. And Toby's like, the Avengers? Great. What is what that? Is, that? <laughs> <laughs> is that a band? Were you in a band? Um, but essentially it turns into trust your tingle, coordinate, pick one guy, take him off the board one at a time, and then they all start swinging together, and it's awesome, and I'm freaking out in the theater because I'm just a mark for Spider-Man. <laughs> And I just, ah, it's wonderful. Everything is that's, wonderful and nothing hurts. That shot when they swing and all pose, you go, that's going to be a couple people's uh, background for a little while. Yeah. That's going to be mine once I get a clean version of it. <laughs> it's, uh, but yeah, it, it's cool. Like, uh, I, I love all the little interactions. I like uh, the part of the electro. It's like, look who showed up. You ain't even the shit no more. <laughs> <laughs> and, so like, good. he's still, like, bantering with electro. Um, the lizard shows up and it's a mess. Yeah. Oh um, my God! Electro's then, new outfit, by the way. Oh, Electro's new so outfit's good. incredible. Yeah, I know. It's and so and good. they and they worked with the starfish mask as well. Like that's so clever. Yeah, they did. In the same way that this movie felt like an apology to Andrew Garfield, it also kind of felt like an apology to Jamie Fox. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, but they're going through the whole fight, and th- once they start to coordinate, like things actually really start to work out. Um, they cure Marco. They cure uh, Lizard after he gets yet another fight scene in a school. Yep. Um, they cured Dylan. Well, that was with the uh, help of Doc Ock. With the help of Doc Ock. Um, and it leads to this moment where, like, as the villains are getting cured, like, they're having these, like, kind of heart-to-heart moments with their Spider-Men. And he has a moment between Andrew Garfield and, <laughs> and Jamie Foxx. Where he's just like, you know, I mean... You're a good-looking kid from Queens. You 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 help people. You got the cool suit. I just I was really hoping you were black. <laughs> <laughs> and Andrew's was like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I told our friend that I told our friend that was the most Adam moment I have ever seen out of Spider-Man. <laughs> like I'm sorry. Honestly, like, I feel that so bad because it's literally just like God. If if some if I'm a superhero and some guy looks at me like I mean you know like I just I really looked I just really hoping you were black. Like what do you say to me? I'm like oh man I'm sorry. Yeah right. Like because like I don't know man like you feel bad for him but like I can't <laughs> not 
be a white man. Like, <laughs> I can't change that now. I like. Uh, I think after that, Strange then comes in and sees him trying to cure all the all the villains. He's like, oh crap, mm-hmm. this is actually working. I do love the moment. It's like I've been over the Grand Canyon for twelve hours. <laughs> <laughs> Garfield's like, he could have used your help. He's like, wait, whoa, like what's? Because that's my thing fault. That I really liked was. The two Spider-Men see that he shows up and immediately jump to uh, to Holland's defense. They're like, wait, you were at the Grand Canyon? Like, he could have used your help. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, uh, I also like how really quickly he, like, they solve a problem. And he turns around like, did you just make a portal? <laughs> like, yeah. Huh. <laughs> have to look into that later. <laughs> but... Uh, then Storm and Norman shows up. Yes. So, so this is how I knew I was like into the story because, like, when I like, because, like, much like how like spoilers for Suicide Squad, you know how I reacted like no when Polka Polka Dot Man died. When they get the box um from, away from Norman and it slowly reveals that there's a pumpkin bomb in the mm-hmm. box, I audibly yelled no, and then like the boom <laughs> happened. <laughs> I remember because they they did the quick cut or like the it, the slow turn and then you see the pumpkin bomb in there, and I remember visit like just going like, oh shit, <laughs> um, and then they have the moment where, once again, MJ falls from a high thing, and Tom tries to go and get her and he gets hit by the glider. And exhibit number three in this movie is a love letter to Andrew Garfield. Yes. He redeems himself from not catching Gwen. Yeah. By catching and MJ. And it just, it felt right. It just yes. felt MJ's so like, good MJ's to see like, it. are you okay? He's like, yeah. <laughs> like, <about to> <laughs> like visibly himself. he's not, but we get it. Yeah. Uh, um, like that that was a great moment. I think I started cheering. Like, when, he, when he called her, I was like, let's go. Let's go. Because <laughs> that was another moment where the, the entire theater clapped. Yep. Like, the theater exploded when he caught her. Like, it's like you expect her to get caught here. But, like, it was just something about it being the Andrew Garfield version that did it just, like, resonated with everybody yep. in the theater. And then, then like, we have that, uh, and then after that, I believe, it, 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 this is it, like, Peter actually had, like, his final showdown with Goblin and, like, this woo! scene Well, can, we, can I bring, can I say something first? Because I've yes. said this every single time and I'm going to say it again. This way everybody knows. Um, is that I cannot wait until the day that Dr. Screen can use his full power and doesn't have to be distracted by something to get into a <laughs> They did it yeah, in Endgame, and they did in, it again in No Way Home. When it comes to these big things for Dr. Strange, he does tend to kind of get typecast into, like, hey, there's a big thing happening over on this part of the fight, I should so take you care need of to be there. Yeah. And, you know, that's totally fine. It's just I cannot wait until he can use his full power, and I think it's going to be Multiverse of Madness. Because, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Doctor Strange, at this point, um, the multiversal threats are still coming through. The sky is breaking, and, like, they need to stop it. Yeah. So Strange that's... is put, going to work fixing that. Magically sewing P- it a, back together. A, a couple familiar faces in that sky from Craven, another Mysterio, Black Rhino. Cat, the original Scorpion. Rhino. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, ooh. <laughs> but you get to the fight between uh, Holland and Norman. And the first sign you know that this is a very different fight is Peter jumps up and he, like, goes to punch down. Norman jumps and, like, he punches in and it dents the ground that they're standing on. Yeah. Um, which is immediately showing you, like, Peter's not holding back in this fight anymore. 
that line too is all like, um, uh, like, uh, like, what? You too, too weak to kill me to like to send me back? He's like, no, I want to kill you myself. I'm like, oh, oh, and no, I'm like, Tom, <laughs> no, this is not how you are. You were the he... boy happy to meet the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, right. This boy kicks the shit out of Willem Dafoe. <laughs> like, this is not. Like, how you think of, like, a Spider-Man fight. This is just... He does one thing that feels... Or, like, two things to me that felt like a Spider-Man move. Where, like, he webbed him in the head, pulled it down, and kneed him in the face. And then did, like, a flip over and powerbombed him onto the ground. And then it just turned into a fucking bare-knuckle fight. <laughs> uh, beautiful In a beautiful moment, he tries to take him out with the glider. But who is there to stop it but Toby? Toby <laughs> Yeah. And this scene, like, Toby doesn't say anything. He just holds the glider, and he looks him in the eye. And it's just like a, you can see it in his face. He's just like, dude, this is not you. Don't go down that road. And then Toby gets stabbed. And yeah. everyone has a collective heart attack. <laughs> dude, the entire theater gasped. I know. <laughs> they like, really we did. Because <gasps> I'm like, you did not just kill Toby Maguire in this movie. <laughs> Um, but Turns out he was Andrew, fine. He's been stabbed before. We're all good. <laughs> yeah. They throw the cure. Norman gets cured. He has a moment of like, oh shit, what did I do? Um, and Andrew goes over to Toby and he's like, hey, are you doing okay, man? He's like, yeah, yeah. I've been I've been stabbed before. He's like, good, good. That's we, good. <laughs> we left out another great moment between the three Spider Man earlier, and that's when they all like do the huddle and Andrew goes, hey. I love you guys. <laughs> yeah, which, which Andrew Garfield confirmed that was that was not scripted. That was just him. <laughs> he I love did you that. guys. And then Toby and Tom are both just like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to point out, because I noticed this on the second watch through, is that while they were going, while Norman has his moment of like, what did I do? Like, he's just there in the background, just <laughs> sitting there while everything is going on. And he's just kind of sitting there. <laughs> And it just really got to me the second time watching. Everything is collapsing around him, and you can kind of see him just, like, crumpled in the background, like, oh, jeez. <laughs> um, so Peter goes up to Doctor Strange and is like, can you cast the spell again? Will that fix it? And he's just like, not at this point. <laughs> and then they change the spell. That. And instead of forgetting that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, he's like, what if everyone just forgot Peter Parker? And, like, he doesn't stipulate it on it. He means everybody. Um, Strange tries to talk him out, too. Like, you're going to lose everything. Like, yeah. everyone you care about will just not know you. And, he's and like, this was the thing. This was a subtle it. moment. Um, he's talking about it, and he's just like... Every because at first he was just like you need to understand like everybody that cares about you we will and then he stopped for a moment and he's like no we will all forget you so like it's strange just admit it kind of he's like no dude I care about you yeah I don't want to forget who you are um but he's like dude it's the only way to save the multiverse just do it so he gets his moment he gets to say his goodbyes he gets the big like spider hug uh. Which led to another, like, in this moment of, like, big drama, another subtle comedic moment where you're like, ah, you're in so much pain, aren't you? So much pain. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he says his good, like, he goes up to Ned and MJ and he's talking to them about how, like, 
you're gonna forget like he says it so like matter of fact you're like hey everyone's okay yeah you're gonna forget who i am and it kind of takes a minute for them to be like what the fuck are you talking about uh and it just it this scene hurt i'm not gonna lie it hurt bad um yeah it sucked because you're just seeing like everybody like all the people what's up they do the handshake one last time one last time he talks to MJ. He's just like, I'm going to find you. I'm going to make you remember who I am. Um, and she calls back. She's just like, okay, fine. But like, you better tell me this time because I'm just going to figure it out again if you don't. And I'm just like, this sucks. Everything about this feels bad. And you, and you know what sucks too? It's legitimately his fault. <laughs> like yeah. everything. This All of it. is ruined. But the spell goes through. Everyone goes home. Nobody remembers Peter Parker. Yep. Uh, to the point that he goes to the coffee shop that MJ works at, and he's got like a note prepared of like what he's gonna say to her. And then he sees the bandage over her head, and he's like, "I'm not gonna do this to them. I can't. I, like, I can't be favorite, in their lives." There's a, there's a great meme that I love that of, of that scene too, where it's all like, "Man, Spider Man's better than me. I would have been crying and throwing up. Like, babe, <laughs> it's me." <laughs> <laughs> oh no bro <laughs> but yeah straight up and it, it factors in the ending of the movie right there that moment where he sees the band-aid it's that's that's the moment i think that he finally realizes that you know i can't be both peter and spider-man i'm gonna have to make a decision here and he decides that he's gonna be spider-man because that's he, what he the world it's needs more, more important that Spider-Man is out there than Peter Parker has a yeah. happy personal life. Um, and like, there's just like, it's just hit after hit at this point where it's like, he moves into this shitty little apartment, which they missed an opportunity to have his landlord be Mr. Ditkovich. Yes. No, they referenced it though. What do you mean? They, he says, I want my rent by this time. They make a big show. He goes like, I need rent by this All time. All he says is rent's due at the end of the month. And well, he didn't still, say it's a reference. With, he didn't that's even like, say it I mean, that, But that's all landlords. That's what landlords do. Yeah. It would have been funnier if he said, you give okay, me rent. Rent's, all, literally, it was just some dude who went, okay, rent's due at the end of the month. The fact that, that he it. wanted rent, though, is like, that's that, that that's a reference. You could have just had Peter going go to the apartment with nothing. Well, no, like, the landlord, that's just a common landlord thing to say when they sell you a, when they sell you or they rent you an apartment. They just say rent's due at the end of the month. Like, it's so a it, common so, line. So it, was, so, is, so, so it was with freaking Ditkovich. Like, well, you know. Yeah, but his, his is the way that he said it. Give me rent. <laughs> it would have been the fact of having it actually be Ditkovich be the landlord. He yeah. just walks in and he was just like, okay, end of month, give me rent. Yeah, that would have been better. Because that's the thing. He never says rent is due. It's always give me rent. Yeah, <laughs> um, that would have been great. But then you, you see, you he's living this in this shitty door. little apartment. He knees. still has the Lego Palpatine. He keeps the coffee cup from the the shop with MJ. You see, he's studying his GED because he doesn't have enough money to afford high school anymore. Yeah. Um, he also doesn't have any documentation of who he is as a person. Um. He runs in happy at like the the gravesite. Yep. It's just it's it everything sucks. And then you see the moments where it's like this is comic book Spider Man. He's got his phone up. He's listening to the police radio. 
Uh, so someone told me that like the police, the phone said Fisk Tower, or like the police scanner said. You Fisk Tower. can't make it out. After my second, I tried to listen to it, Malik, when we went to go see it again on New Year's. It, mm-hmm. it, it's just a bunch of mumbling. Okay. Yeah, but then we get to the scene of him, the final swing, um, which to me at this point, after everything that this man has been through in this movie. This is probably the most deserved final swing of any of the movies yeah. so far. In in the most perfect Spider-Man suit I have ever seen. That it, is literally that a comic Spider-Man suit is like, so good. I was losing it. I still enjoyed the Amazing suit. Spider-Man 2 uh, suit a lot, but that was that one's really good. This one was literally they took like the the original art for the comic from like 1964 and just went that yeah that's what we make it real yeah that is literally like that it's Uh, the way the blue pops for me too it's like holy the blue is like the blue is so shiny and like pops so well and you can see in certain spots where like he's got toby's spider on the front (laughs) um i think he has andrew's spider on the back but i couldn't quite make that one out um so like it's literally just it's an amalgamation of the previous two movie spiders End of the comic. And it's the best movie suit we have ever gotten, and I need to see it clearer. Um, yes. I need a whole movie of that suit. But... No, we're getting three. <laughs> good. <We> had, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's getting another trilogy. Yeah, so we had all of the tragedy that he went through, and then after all that drama, you get the just that cathartic final swing, and then that banger of an end credits theme well, three it's a magic number <laughs> which yes of course it's just a magic school bus or it's a magic school bus it's a uh schoolhouse school rock. rock song or school but of rock I schoolhouse mean, rock <laughs> it's the version of it <laughs> i know I, I also um uh so uh what the hell was i gonna say here i was gonna say something about the ending frick why am i blanking on it oh um, so someone once told me that they can't do Miles with this with this Peter because this Peter is not ready to mentor Miles. So I kind of understood. After this movie, this Peter's ready to mentor Miles. <laughs> we can bring in Miles <laughs> say, now. Yes. Now that he's been through everything that he has been through, maybe give him one movie of him now, like how we we get to see how he is as Spider Man now that he doesn't have all the resources. And then maybe he's ready to mentor Miles. Yeah, well, I'd say well, so. Well, remember, we're getting well, we're getting freshman year, and then like we're not going to see him for like however many years because like time passes the MCU, and then like so he's going to be like what several years deep into this thing like after like whenever we get Miles in this new depending on when they choose to do the next Spider Man movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. But, but yeah, let's then, move on to the uh, post credit scene. Yeah, so this is a big one that's going to tie into what, what the next movie could be. It's just what are you living at? No, it's the idea that during this entire time, Eddie Brock was just getting loaded at oh, a okay. Mexico I bar. You were laughing at me for so, trying no. to move on to the post credit scene. <laughs> for those who are unaware, um, the end credit scene of Venom Let There Be Carnage is that uh, Eddie gets uh, multiversed into the MCU. Yes. Uh, and like, it's at first you don't really know what's going on. Things are just kind of like wacky around him. And then it cuts to a news report of them announcing Peter Parker is Spider-Man and it shows Tom Holland. 
and then Venom licks the screen. It's kind of <laughs> weird. Um, but then this one, you see Eddie Brock just getting loaded in a bar in Mexico. Trying to figure out everything poor, that's been going on. While some poor bartender tries to explain the MCU to him. <laughs> um, and he's explaining everything and he's like, yeah, he has the Hulk and like he talks about Iron Man and he mentions Thanos. And then he's like, I think I'm finally starting to get it. Let's pay this spider guy a visit. As the spell that sends everybody home goes off. <laughs> so, Eddie Brock gets put into the MCU and then is promptly kicked out as soon as he starts to understand what's happening. <laughs> Which I that. think is just perfect. But he leaves yeah. a little bit of symbiote behind. He, yeah, leaves a little something-something. He leaves a little something-something, which tells us a future Spider-Man movie is gonna cover the black suit possibly so like there's no thing so Lo- love and thunder is not that far away and the main villain of that his sword is a fucking symbiote what's that like love and thunder is like right around the corner and the main villain of that gore the god butcher his sword is like connected to the symbiote ah. so it could be factoring to that as well that, yeah that too so we might be going like like big with it mm-hmm which, like, honestly, like, why why don't you when you have the MCU at your disposal now? It's like, yeah, at this point, you have the MCU. Like, you could probably just do Venomverse if you wanted to. Yeah, right? So, uh, looking at also now, like, so this is, so the, the next post-credits scene is literally, it's literally just a trailer from Multiverse of Madness, which we can talk to you about after. But, like, I think the logical next step, I'm trying to think, like, where we will see Peter next. And at first, people thought it was going to be Hawkeye. But like no, like that that's yeah. too soon. But as I think about it, the only place it makes sense for Peter to show up next has gotta be Fantastic Four. That's what they're yeah, planning on doing cause, that. Cause Spider Man oh. is is in the comics, he does get pretty tied to Fantastic Four yeah. at times, mainly through Johnny. But It'll be interesting to see how that gets handled. Because I, I don't think with... I mean, maybe they will. I'm not 100% sure. But, like, I think if you want to establish Fantastic Four in the MCU, you got to have them do their own thing first before you bring in, like, Spider-Man. Maybe give him, like, an end credit scene. But I wouldn't have him be, like, a major factor in the movie itself. I feel like it could still work, though, because what, like, Spider-Man literally had Iron Man as a major factor in his first movie in this MCU trilogy. Fair. Like, um, you, could, you could do the whole thing where, like, he's trying to break into the Baxter building, like, you know, like, like from the comics. Like, also, like, John Watts is directing Fantastic Four. Like, that's also the thing that got me, that they got the guy who did Spider-Man to also do the Fantastic Four. So, yeah, they could be... They could be pretty tied together. Um... But that's another thing they're going to want to do is they just spent an entire movie trilogy establishing get like getting to the point of like Spider-Man's true independence as a hero. Yeah. Mm. I don't want them to now go back and be like, "Okay, well now he's tied to the Fantastic 4." <laughs> um like you got to still like have him out able to do his own thing cuz like we he er- he earned it at this point. Like <laughs> It's not going to take away, but, like, to have him still there interact, it's not saying, like, he's going to, like, oh, I'm not saying, like, this is going to be, like, the future foundation now, or, like, but, like, you know, but, like, still, like, have him there, like, have him be, like, a selling point. Okay, this is why you want to see this new Fantastic Four movie, because Spider-Man's in it. And then, you know, he can then spin off into his trilogy, whichever, which, you know, with the black suit or black hat, or whatever they're going to yeah, do. Yeah, because, I mean, 
I know we post. I posted an article in the in our D and D group chat a while ago. That was it was taking more of a uh, a satirical approach to it, but there is kind of some truth to it. Of like, the Fantastic Four doesn't have the best history, or really as at this point, kind of the most notable fan base. Um, yeah. So like, you might need a hook like that to get people to want to see this movie. After how bad the last three were, <laughs> it's like it that it's, it's over. They're Marvel's first family. They're so fucking cool that they could just be like the hardcore, just like sci-fi exploration shit they could do. Like, oh my god, there's there's so much that could come with that. But it's casting right now, so I feel like we're gonna find out. Some we're gonna find out soon. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes in the casting department. Uh, yeah. And we'll, we'll we could we could start making some kind of assessment from there. I want to see who they get for this movie. Um, so for, for the Spider-Man trilogy, do they bring back MJ or are we going like, are we bringing someone up, bringing in someone up, like a new love interest? Give me Bryce um, Dallas Howard as Gwen Stacy. <laughs> Please. I feel like we're, we're at a point where you can start branching into some of the other, uh, spider partners. I think they're probably their end game for this is still Peter MJ, but you can possibly bring in like a Felicia Hardy. Um, Kitty Pride. You, you can work in that kind of stuff. Like, you can work in the Kitty Pride if you want to go the ultimate route. Um, you got to establish the X Men in the MCU first. Yes, yeah. Feige confirmed they're doing, which they confirmed they're doing. They've already um, started with Matrapor. They still need. I still need my Deadpool MCU movie. <laughs> I'm I'm very upset that they haven't just had him take over the Stanley cameo role. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, they, they, like Deadpool three is confirmed in the MCU, isn't it? Yeah, they already confirmed. I think they they confirmed it's keeping the R rating, and it is in the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's gonna be, it's gonna be a trip when that one finally drops. Dude, but I know they, they're they're building to a lot right now. We already saw him talking to Cord. <laughs> <laughs> I love that his first MCU interaction was a it's promo for a different yes. Ryan Reynolds movie. I know. Um, but yeah, so what's, what's the next one coming out? Uh, oh, the next movie? Yeah. Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Multiverse of Madness is next. We got Doctor Strange and the Mom. Which, if, if, if the, if the rumors are true, then this is my movie to freak out about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you brought up how Black Bolt might be in it. Yeah, it's true, baby! Yeah, because, I mean, I got my perfect spider-man movie because i got all of the spider-man together we did some spider-verse shenanigans i got the best fight scenes that i had seen um this is my bar for spider-man movies now yeah but if you get black bolt in this next movie Hopefully not the one from the terrible TV show. <laughs> I don't see. I didn't mind Anson Mount. I think Anson Mount's a fantastic actor. I would love to see him under a better director. Yeah, for me, I think at this point you want to just distance from that entirely. Just hard reset on the Inhumans. <laughs> um, and we know obviously they're going to be doing Inhuman stuff because Miss Marvel is coming out. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm so I'm, I'm like I'm 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 like they they haven't flat out said she's an Inhuman, so I don't know. Like I'm super like nervous about it but like yeah coming out this year we have the multiverse of madness thor 11 thunder wakanda forever which actually just resumed filming 
in terms of shows, I know it's Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, uh, <laughs> Secret Invasion, yes, Moon and Knight. Moon Knight. Uh, yeah, I think that's I will it. not let you forget Moon Knight. Oh, and the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Are the, yeah, are the Guardians a factor in Love and Thunder? Yes, they are confirmed to be in Love and Thunder. We saw okay, Chris so we Brown are keeping set. the Asgardians of the Galaxy together for right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, next question, is Thor going to be in... I don't... Wait, did they... I don't think we saw Thor with the cast of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, though. Because we know they started I, filming as well. Yeah, I don't know. So that might play into... You'll, we'll probably figure out what happens there with Thor, Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't... I know a lot of people like to... I don't like to speculate too far ahead. Um, where it's just like, oh, it's like all this stuff, you know, like they're, they started filming this, but no one's seen Chris Hemsworth. So like what happened? I'm like, I just, let's, let's let the movies happen first. And it's then we fun to discuss. It's only when they like actually start leaking stuff. Yeah. Cause remember, cause remember, remember the, did you, did you hear about the official marketing of how they were originally going to market, um, No Way Home? I did not. They were going to hide everything. Everything was going to be hidden, and the only and how they're going to frame the trailer was that it was going to be essentially just like Civil War, Doctor Strange and Spider-Man have a disagreement. They're going to keep everything, including Willem Dafoe and like um uh uh Alfred Molina, a secret. So, but the leakers happened, and they weren't yeah. able to do it. They so imagine, it. so like, could you imagine if we had gone into those movies not expecting any of that? That would have been amazing. Like you could, we we almost went into that not knowing any of that was coming and coming blind to that. They tried, but like again, the internet just sucks and ruined all the fun for everyone. <laughs> yeah. And that was the one that I re- I remember specifically was that uh, that footage of Andrew in the suit uh, that it didn't have any audio with it, and now we know that it was the scene where he was asking Toby, he's like, "You ever had a web block?" Yeah. Um. <laughs> Andrew Garfield lied his ass off. Deny, deny, deny. Months. Months. What a huge weight off their shoulders. They could just talk about, like, okay, yes, finally. Yeah, right. That was the one, like, I I felt bad for him. Because, like, it didn't, like, obviously, like, nobody really talked to Toby about it. But, like, Garfield is out there trying to promote uh, Tick, Tick, Boom. Watch Tick, Tick, Boom, by the way. It's incredible. Um... He's out there trying to promote Tick, Tick, Boom. And all anybody is asking him about is Spider-Man, which he contractually can't talk about, so he has to just lie. (laughs) It's always just like, oh, you know, I mean, like, I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Like, I'm really excited to see what they do with it, as everybody else is. Um, I was, uh... Talking about the MCU in general, like also like the timeline wise, uh, I made this joke. We, we we were making a joke. Um, I was talking to some friends. We were watching Eternals, or well, like just clips of it, and because uh, I think it got revealed that like Falcon Winter Soldier takes place at the same time as Eternals. Uh, <laughs> so there's the scene where like um, Tiamat, the giant celestial, is like breaking through the ground and is like literally about to like crack the earth. And I just said, man. Right now, John Walker thinks his problems are the most important thing in the world. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> what about a, Lamar? <laughs> all of this is going on, and there is a John Walker who thinks, but, 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 but I'm Captain America. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, maybe like you should like look at like what's going on. It's like, hey, John, um, do you have the news where you I'm are? Actually, 
I'm actually been debating about doing like a giant, just like huge MCU rewatch. Um, like now to because like if Black Bolt being in like Doctor Strange, it feels like this is an occasion. Like I gotta like I gotta like get ready. So I'm gonna like just start from like all the way from Iron Man one, just like and just work my way through. And by the time I get to it, on No Way Home should be out digitally, I believe. Yeah, we well, gotta know, get uh, back into our rewatch, Adam, with the rent. Yeah, Tyler and I started when we we blasted through uh, all of Phase One in a day. Um, so we got to jump into Phase Two now. Yeah, Phase Two. See, like I see, I've been debating about going like hardcore and then working in like not just like the movies, but like the Netflix shit and Age of Shield. And possibly Cloak and Dagger because I've never oh, sat and watched Cloak there for and... a while. I know, but like I, 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 I have to like schedule it, but because I've never watched Cloak and Dagger, but I heard Cloak and Dagger was like hella good, and I should watch it. Um, same with uh, Runaways. I heard Runaways was also hella good. Yeah. All I know is that Clancy gave me what he considered his uh, machete cut of the Netflix MCU shows to watch. I can say MCU now. Um. But a friend of ours very strongly disagreed with it just because of <laughs> some of the cuts that he chose to uh, to include there. What did he cut? Uh, he said to watch... Uh, let me actually pull up the message just to get it correct. Because uh, I know there is a specific order to watch this in to make sure that everything is not, like, fucky. All right, so the Clancy-approved Netflix order was Daredevil 1, Daredevil 2, Jessica Jones 1, uh, go right into Defenders, then Daredevil 3, and just stop there. I do not <laughs> like that at all. Uh, I don't like that at all. He said it as uh, Jessica Jones 2 and 3 are both just kind of mediocre. Iron Fist and Luke Cage have good things in them, but not enough to sink the time. And also, you get everything you need to know from Defenders. Luke, Luke Cage has my favorite line. Oh, I can't. I can't say <laughs> that. Ugh, I, I, I don't. I mm, don't like that. I, I agree with our friend. I don't like that order at yeah. all. Sh uh, yeah, our friend mostly didn't like it because um, he cut Punisher. Mm. Um, <laughs> and he was like Punisher was fine it's just it didn't it wasn't necessary yeah to me and Luke I'm like Cage... I can respect that and honestly if it saves me time great <laughs> Luke Cage is the most egregious omission of that for me <laughs> um yeah because I remember uh he had always been like he's like I mean there were like he he always held the stance that was like there was there was some good stuff but it's just like there wasn't enough to that i think it's a, a must watch you you um, heard it here you heard it here here folks clancy is a racist <laughs> hey he cut iron fist too and yes, that's a doubly double yeah but there's plenty of asian representation in there so he colleen wings in there so he's a double racist <laughs> also I'm out, I'm misty, out of this one misty knight's also in that one so he's even more of a racist that's it as we're cutting the episode Kevin Clancy is... Can I say his full name? Yeah, we said his full name. Okay. Kevin Clancy, you, sir, are a racist. You got to come defend your racist ways on my show? Come on. I dare you. <laughs> well, as Malik said, I think, I think here's... 
I guess the best way we can cut this off, we're going on over two hours. I was going to say, I wouldn't say it's the best way to cut it off, but we should probably cut it off. We're going on over two hours, so we hope you guys enjoyed this extra long episode. Um, The Adams now, now not only does Adam own the third get the third guest to come back like the three times or the first guest to come back three times in a row, but he now holds the longest episode of Hot's a podcast. What up, though? <laughs> but, I, but I still <laughs> hold the long- records. I, I still hold the longest schlong. No, I think That's I it. top you on that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, well, we hope you guys enjoyed so the episode. Be- we hope you enjoyed the extra long content. What were you about to say, Adam? I was gonna say that'll be the next episode. Is uh, it's gonna start off with a dick measuring contest. Yes, <laughs> I'm all for it. We're gonna I'm confirm this once and for all. Adam, do you have anything that you want to plug? Um, same thing I usually plug. I have a uh, third rate nerds. The live stream on Twitch. Uh, we stream every Tuesday, every Thursday, and now every Saturday. Uh, where we have added a Pokemon stream. I should say most Saturdays. Um, but we're also third rate nerds on Twitter. Uh, we have a TikTok now. Um, yeah, just it's third rate nerds on all of them. You'll find us. Yeah, you'll get to see me on there too because I'm on there every Tuesday with Adam. Yes. I, I I got a little something to plug. Go ahead. Oh, uh, dude, you can plug whatever oh. you want. It's your show. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, now like now that you say that, uh, there's mail. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so uh, there's these actually these two podcasts. Um, they fly now. And the Pod Wants podcast, which I've been on regular guest on both of them, they've actually like shouted me out like hella crazy and like offered like hella promotion for uh, us and like um uh, and and uh, th- this podcast to me and it's like shout like yeah go listen to it. it's it's a, yeah it's, it's about another... time we start giving back yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're, they're great we, uh, people. we're in a little bit of uh we're in a little bit of cre- uh, credential debt here <laughs> <laughs> but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're they're great people. Go check out their content. Uh, Podwan, I'll actually be on their roundtable discussion about Book of Boba Fett next Friday, and we're gonna discuss episode four of Book of Boba Fett. So you know, well, at the time that this drops, it would be this Friday. Well, okay, this Friday coming up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. We record these a week prior, everybody. Yeah. Don't want you thinking it's the actual. Don't want Malik saying it's next Friday. You guys tune in like the next week on Friday. This is like what the fuck. (laughs) Yeah, a liar. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Yeah. But all right, everybody. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you for joining in, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Another two hours. Let's go. Let's do it. (laughs) All right, Clancy, you're a racist. I'm very thirsty.